Or do you guys eat sushi off of my naked body? I would do that. I would do that. Oh, I would really not like to do that. <laughs> you brought you it suggested. up. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, this is Corey Merle, aka Johnny Disc Golf, and you're listening to Unstable Discourse. Thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. Another episode for you tonight. Brian, Alex, and Sean are out of control. Unstable discourse. The thunder rolls. Welcome in to episode 10 of Unstable Discourse. Episode 10. It's That's weird, man. That's crazy that we have done this 10 times already. Double digits. We've done it 11 and a half times, technically. (laughs) But this is the 10th episode. Correct. Um, And, man, it's gone. I'll I'll say it. It's gone way better than I ever thought we were going to do. Beyond our expectations. Yes. Uh, One, I've had more fun with it than I thought we were going to, which I mean, I, I expected that fun, but mm-hmm. um, the fun level has been way beyond the response from uh, people that watch and mm-hmm. listen, I should say. Yes. Uh, way beyond. Dude, it's just awesome. Yeah. To have been on this journey so far. And yeah. uh, we got a lot of stuff in front of us still. Yeah. I can't believe you guys wanted me back after episode three. That's, yeah, that's true. Isn't it weird to think back before Jason was a part of it? <laughs> it is. I was going back. I listened to old episodes last week, and it was like we've come Something's so missing. far. Yeah, but like all, all of it. Like it's just so good, and having you on is is awesome. And thank you. I yeah. think it brings yeah. not the same without the it. Flavor Flav. Yeah. I think my favorite uh, evolution, aside from you coming on the show, was when you started doing the intros. Oh, one hundred percent. Most like successful artists don't like to listen to or watch <laughs> their own stuff, but. Um, I'm not that. So I listened to <laughs> me either. Le- episode six, seven, eight, nine. I've listened to just the intro like oh, a bunch of times. I've listened to every episode just about the first five minutes a billion times. Yes. Yep. Uh, so you're killing so it with that. With you're y'all. killing it with that. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, uh, guys. This has been a totally different intro to all the other ones we've done. It's so okay. Far, but uh, feels great. Uh, we're doing it, man. Today is episode 10. It's the golden media showers as we have semi-reluctantly decided to call this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're talking about... Speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> J- yeah Jason's level 10 excited. You don't care. Uh, we're talking about disc golf media coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we that are. has come a long way. And it was the perfect time to do it. We will tell you why later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A very special surprise. This is, that's actually like the second or third time where something just really serendipitous happened yep. based on an episode we were planning to do already. And right. there is a lightning storm outside and it is just yeah. something feels great. Yeah. yeah, it feels electric. there's electricity in the air. Yeah. Hey, I'm sitting here with my shoes boogie, off, boogie, boogie. and I'm sitting crisscross applesauce, boys. I yeah. feel great. Beauty. It's also 98 degrees in here. Yeah, very hot. Uh, make sure you drop a 98 degrees. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I can't think of any other songs off. Right okay. here. Perfect. Great. God, that was it's great also O Town yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> And it's in sync in here. (laughs) And it's Backstreet Boys in here. (laughs) You got one more for us? All right. 
One more. I don't think that's it. All for one. All for all one. For, it's all for one in here. I swear by the there we go. Does anybody remember Together, that MTV uh, boy band movie? No. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know my calculus. It says you oh, plus me. Oh, yes. Equals yes, it My calculus. It says you plus me. That's what that was called? Yeah. That had uh, Chris Farley's brother yes. in it? Yes. Right? Kevin Farley. Kevin yes. Farley, yeah. yeah. That poor wow. guy. Yeah. His whole life. He's forever <laughs> yeah. down. No He's one not knows Kevin Farley. Farley's, Farley's, Farley's brother. brother. Yeah. Kayla Visca put in those two courses, and there was an article about those brand new courses, and all it said was, Paul Molitor's nephew. It was like... Yeah, he's famous MLB Hall of Famer Paul Molitor's nephew, but that's not what you say. Yeah, like, no. you put his name in that yeah. article. Should we start Kill. referring to Jason as Sean's brother? Yeah, yes. Yes. I was I was going to suggest the other way, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Sean. All right, all right, so. uh, let's let's keep it moving. Let's or right, let's get it moving. I should say. Yeah. You guys know how we do this. It starts with fired up, fired up, dude. Better. Uh, your super short fired up oh, last God. week mm. makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> yep. Nobody saw it coming. No. Nope. That was a treat. Yeah, um, keep you, guys you know, I didn't toes. confirm with everybody beforehand. I hope you all have your fired up ready. Oh, I do. I do. Then I we're do. starting with you, Ryan. What are you fired do. up about? Ooh, and the thunder roll. Yep. There it is. I hope that the listeners can and hear the, the thunder. Yeah. So yeah. that makes some um, sense. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. Sitting about just outside the circle from me is my brand new car that I just Ooh. decided that it was time to purchase. And so it is sitting out there and I've been having a lot of fun with it in the last day and a half. And I'm super It's cool stoked. as fuck, y'all. It, it is, is cool. sexy. It's yeah. your favorite color. It is. Yep. And I had, it, it is a Volkswagen GTI in Tornado Red. LY3D is the color code. Tornado Red. Yep. I is- that is... Are you saying tornado red? Tornado red. That is a classic Volkswagen hmm. color from like the beginning of Volkswagen. So hmm. it's it's very iconic. Do you think that they said tomato, but the guy that was writing it down no. heard tornado? Yeah. No. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I don't yeah. think tornado sure sounds happened. like tomato Doesn't in German, translate. but whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, never know. I've had several GTIs. Uh, I think I counted seven of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you ever had a UTI? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> God. I'm just curious. <laughs> but uh, uh, a few Ryan was born without yes. a urinary tract, so no, he's yeah, never no, had I a don't have one. Yeah. Uh, three of my GTIs have been tornado red. Uh, the one that I really uh, was fond of was a 2006 that I ordered before they were actually even offered. And I have a big history with that car. I had to sell it before we moved to California, and I've missed one since. And yesterday was finally time. We went in and I got one and uh, it's... You're going to be riding the the high from this for, what do you think, three, two, three months? I sat in it for 45 minutes just smelling the car yesterday. Wow. Mm. Mm. And like I going, was in there, it smells And going good. through the yeah. menus on the radio, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, I, I haven't had creature comforts like a new car in a long time. We have mm. a 2015, we traded in a 2012, but they were both very base models. There was nothing. There was... Nothing fun to play power with. Power windows mm. and that was the extent of it. And that was fine. That's what we needed. Yeah. But now I've like... I got a backup camera. What the hell? Dude, it's crazy. So you got you got to you got to bring that up. Like after my post, after like post, two days yeah. ago. Yeah, he's straight up grinding you have, it in your face. You didn't have the new car yet from that. By the time I had. Oh that no, post, I did right? not. I'm I, like I got it at two p.m. yesterday. Wow. So so I commented <laughs> on how I have a Fred Flintstone style car that makes me turn around when first I first world problems. <laughs> right. And now you're just eighteen inches away from me bragging about your yes. backup camera. Ball. Correct. 
Yeah. Cool. And I've, I've used it so, like, I don't think I'll ever turn around again. Like How the, big is yeah. your screen for your backup camera? I mean, it's the whole size of the radio, so it's like seven and a half or eight inches. I don't know. Whatever. And my massive transit van, mm-hmm. I have maybe a, from corner to corner, maybe two and a half inches. Yeah, it's the tiniest It is the tiniest camera. thing I have to get on top of my dash. <laughs> to even see where the hell I'm backing into. You need like a webcam massive... to point at the little screen so you can put it on your phone to get a bigger view right. of, the, of the backup correct. cam. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a pontoon yeah. boat with a Game okay. Boy for a <laughs> backup camera. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Game Boy is color? Or? Wait, yeah. Yeah, color or is it the green and black like the original? Green and black. OG. Yeah. Nice. I have a little light that sits over the front. What was that called? Game Boy Light. Game Boy, Game Boy Light. Light. Game yeah. Boy Light. Yeah. Yeah. Was called. Yes, they were accessories the, on that. Band. Even those uh, the 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 screens when they were just green and black. They came out with a camera for that thing at one point, didn't they? Yes. There was a magnifying what glass. Were, you know. Their heart was in the right place. Yeah. But like right. Yeah. What were they thinking? If you had all yeah, of the enough. accessories, it looked like you were putting in nuclear codes to like, <laughs> like it was crazy. It was huge. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of his grandparents were terrified. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why they did it. <laughs> right. And like, all you were doing is playing Kirby. Game Boy yeah. down. Scare grandpa. Why? It frightens me. Uh, okay, let's move along. Sean, what are you fired up about? Dude, today was a long day. Uh, fired up about all the things that we got done out here at Delhi today. It was a long time coming on a lot of these projects, and there's so much planning that goes into them. So when it culminates and we can actually get things done, it is like so amazing. Oh, yeah. We got the tiered green started. Elite Landscaping came out and did the tiers on hole one's green. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself and Steve Schumann and Jared Gardner got B pins in for holes two, three, and 16, and T sign posts in for holes seven and nine long. So we got Ooh. like a bunch of stuff a lot, yeah. off of the list today. So just super, super excited for all that stuff. It was everybody awesome. should be excited about that. That's yeah, not I mean just, that's yeah. and that is thing. that's exactly it. That stuff is only possible because of all of you listeners and everybody that comes out. Seriously, seriously, thank you guys all so much. It's yours. Mm-hmm. You built this. Uh J Man, what are you fired up about? I am fired up about a video game that has been released that I have eagerly been anticipating the release for years, The Last of Us mm. Part 2. two. Mm. It, I saw it broke mm. some records. Yes. In, like sales. Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. I don't know anything about the game, but Do it tell. looks awesome. Oh, oh my I, God. All I know about it was that they like ripped off Ellen Page's likeness, and then they got in some trouble for they that? They got in some trouble. They aged yeah. during this. This takes place, I think, eight years after the original. Oh, one. Ellen Page, like, uh, what's she from? Uh, Juno. Juno. Juno, yeah. Hard yeah. Candy, Inception. Does the main character look like her? A lot. Oh. In the first one. Okay. So I am, I'm not a gamer per se, but there's a genre of game that I feel is worth talking about, and that's survival horror. I'm mm. all into survival horror games. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, the pinnacle would have been like GameCube. I mean, not only was it portable system, that was just fantastic. With a handle. With a handle. Mm-hmm. You just walk around with it, right? Yeah. Uh, it had what is, in my opinion, the two best survival horror games, and that is Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. I think is just the best, and Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Sounds intense. That's like a sleeper game, but it is one of the best. It mm. The cool feature of the game is that it screws with you as the player. So you will wow. walk into a room, and the game will, quote, glitch, but it's not a glitch. And you're trying to figure and out. And you're trying to figure it. All of a sudden your television will mute itself. And then you go to grab the remote and unmute it. And then it goes back because the game was just 
cool, messing with has cool, all these cool, great cool. features great features uh so because of that i got super into survival horror because those games just kind of hit it a right spot for me so the last of us part one for the ps3 loved it is that what that um, genre is i didn't know i thought it yeah, was just okay. yeah you're surviving the zombie apocalypse ish there's, there's like this genuine moments of of horror of absolute terror yeah yeah mm. in both of them and i'm only oh. so i got it for father's day uh the nice. girls my girls pre-ordered it for me without telling me and then took my the last of us part one ps3 game and put it in a bag with <laughs> with a post-it note that said two and i opened it up and i'm like wait what and they're like we pre-ordered it for you so oh. we can go and get it right now if you want and i was like why are we sitting here? Like, yeah, right. Get your damn shoes on. Yeah. Let's go. Awesome. So cool. yeah, I went up to GameStop, picked it up. I've played it. It's fantastic. Really enjoyed Ooh, yeah. it. Uh, I have fun. a recommendation for you. Actually, a friend of mine has been really busting my balls about playing this game. And I've played it a couple times. It's not really my cup of tea, but it has scared the shit out of me multiple times. It's called <laughs> Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Okay. So you play. It's called Street Fighter you're 2. Either, <laughs> yeah, that is, you either play the role. Scary. You either play the role of a survivor or like a killer. And if you're the killer, you, there's like three or four different people. You're in like a little scary area. And sure. You're just trying to hunt them down. Yes. And, and they have I to remember try to escape. Yeah, yeah. And I've not played the killer. Not interested. But as the survivor, the, your heart rate starts to go up if the, the, the monster creature starts coming near you. Uh-huh. And so every time that starts to happen, you're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then he pops out and it's it's intense man and yeah. i play with the lights off and i hate the game but it's scary so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome um and then i also wanted to comment on another part of that game you were just talking about where the game messes with you yeah it takes me back to playing siphon filter on playstation and there was a bad like there was a boss who could read your mind and like he would just always anticipate what you were going to do there was like nothing you could do to beat him Mm-hmm. And me and my brothers spent weeks trying to beat it, and we were convinced that something was wrong. Like, there's no way this is real. Mm-hmm. And we learned, I don't think we ever beat it. We learned, like, years later, you have to unplug your controller from the first from slot first and, and put plug it, it into the second, the second one, one yes. so he can't read your mind. Yes. No way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a cool feature? That's like, like breaking the fourth wall. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Real I remember that. Tense. That's mm. so good. Never in a million years would I have thought of that. Yeah. Uh, my dad yeah. tried to help us beat it too, and he was getting pissed. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, great. So yeah, that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. My fired up for this episode is the Disc Golf Chicago affiliate club mm-hmm. program that we yes. are kicking off. Yes. Uh, I didn't come up with the idea actually. Uh, Tyler Kennelly, who runs the Gentlemen's Club Disc Golf Club, uh, he reached out to me, and he he actually had a bunch of ideas, and one of them was the idea of co-branding with other clubs. And I took sort of the, the meat of that idea and I tweaked it a little bit. And basically you see, you tweaked the meat. I tweaked, I tweaked the meat. (laughs) Just a little bit. We've all done since we have this website that gets Googled so much when people are looking for a place to play and they're new to Chicago or they're just visiting. I want a central hub where everybody can see all the clubs that are anywhere near Chicago, what those clubs are all about help people figure out if you aren't in a club yet, where should you look, you know, like what courses should you look mm-hmm. into? And basically a, a, it's a tool to help more players who are at that sort of chucker level, take their game to the next level by getting involved with a crew. And also the people who are in multiple crews can see where else can I play? You know, if, if there's nothing happening on a Wednesday, then you can go to our website and see. Yeah. So-and-so is playing at this area. It's worth a drive. Can I also name drop uh, Mike Craig? Mike Craig has talked to me about doing almost exactly the same thing mm-hmm. that you just did, 
for a long time, like starting a website and kind of getting things a little bit off of Facebook. Yeah. Uh, because not everybody has Facebook and like yes. having a more central location for all of it, which is tough because most people are just going to gravitate to Facebook. It sucks, and, man. I wish I could yeah, get off Facebook, yeah. but good He's, luck running any kind of marketing related thing without Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Right. He's been struggling with how exactly to approach it so that it will function. And he just messaged me last night and he was like, dude, I'm so glad that Alex did that because that's what I've been wanting to do. I just could not figure out how to do it. So, uh, it we just kind of fell into it. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad that, so, you know, Tyler brought that idea to me. Yeah. Uh, so far, Gentlemen's Club Disc Golf Club is the only affiliate that's like filled out. All you have to do is fill out a Google form and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the only ones who have done it. But I've reached out to a few others. And, and have you reached like, out to yeah, the president sure. of the J-Town Disc Golf Club? No, I had, I, feel like we, I had a feeling we'd talk about it at some point. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of a douche, but he might fill it out I yeah know. what a jerk yeah, yeah i've heard mixed things yeah so yeah i'm, I'm excited about that yeah, happening cool. and uh i see good potential with it so <laughs> so we just took a quick break we had to we had to to figure Collect out our thoughts uh, mm-hmm. who won the uh the caption contest correct and we're talking and the loudest noise i think any of us probably have ever heard ever um, yeah, happened right outside the shop. Yeah, lightning just struck a tree, the closest tree to the shop. So maybe twenty feet from us, thirty feet at most. It was twenty feet out the door, inside circle two, feet away, inside yeah. circle two, it, forty yes. feet away, circle two. It hits the tree. We all shit ourselves. It mm-hmm. obliterates some branches. Wood chips and leaves come flying into the shop. Correct. Because all the we way have up the to back our feet. door open. Yeah. yeah, the back door's open. That's what and she said. And it killed the whole recording. Like, yeah, we, the, have, we have no evidence of this, but you have to trust us because this yeah, just happened. It totally yeah. happened. The audio equipment all shut down milliseconds before the lightning struck, so there is no audio of it actually happening. Which is, it Insane. sounds like a conspiracy, like some kind yeah, of alien right. bullshit. Yeah. But that's actually what happened. Yeah. Well, we at least have video of like the wood chips on the ground. We and, do. Mm. Um, the sky's all crazy orange. I think everybody's like got a little bit of the jitters right now. Very much. That was insane. That was, was a moment. Yeah. Sean said it best. Like it was so quick that we didn't even have time to react scared. I wish we were still live when it happened so I could watch us get scared. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad no, no one else I'm, saw me. I'm do totally my stoked. Life. Nobody needed to turtle. see that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I did a turtle move. I, <laughs> I pulled my, my neck in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was intense. Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. But we're back. Everything's working now. We're back on track mm-hmm. and we left. Left off with yeah. the caption contest. Caption contest. Winner. So let's start by going over some of our favorites. Yeah. And then we'll get to the the, yeah. the winner. Okay. Ryan, what yeah. was your favorite you saw? My favorite caption for the photo, if you haven't yeah. looked. What, what look is the photo? It. Tell us about the photo. The photo is of Sean um, with a McDonald's bag in the foreground, but Sean has a look of elation mm-hmm. on his yeah. face, mm-hmm. looking slightly up and to the left, his left. And it just looks like he is in a moment of zen. And uh, it was a great photo. Uh, my favorite caption, I need to find it again, was from Mr. Dick Pilch, who is actually Matt Pilch. Um, he said, sadly, the guy under the table wasn't as excited, <laughs> which is exactly the kind of comment we were looking for. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that yeah. Was- there's some great submissions. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like the most obvious one was missed, which was it should have somebody should have made a caption about how. Sean was sitting on the stool upside down or like when the stool is upside down or something like that. Mm. Yeah. I don't even remember making this face for this moment to have become a thing. I don't know that it was a picture. I may have pulled this as a still from a video. I'm not, Uh, I don't even know where we got the picture. Well, it's phenomenal. It was great. My favorite runner up. It's from my brother, Nick. 
He said uh, that face when you learn that 10 years ago, Alex ate 10 McDoubles in less than an hour. And now he has to explain himself on the next episode. Um, <laughs> uh, continue. Please. <laughs> well played. It's, Nicholas. Not, it's not well that played. funny of a caption to the picture, but the situation's funny. So um, back in college, a friend of mine called me out of the blue. I hadn't heard from him a long time. And he goes, you think you could eat 10 McDoubles in, uh, in under an hour? And I was like, initially, you're like an hour. Yeah, yeah totally easy. Yeah. Uh, and then my other roommate was like, no doubt. Of course. So we made a bet. We'll go get 20 McDoubles and uh, we'll both see if who can eat them faster. All you win is you don't have to pay for the McDoubles. Sure. That's fair. So not really a worthy pursuit. Um, Wait, how do you in how do you get them if you didn't pay for them? Well, the, the other person reimburses you for reimburses you for this their was in college. Okay. Yeah, that's a big deal in college. Yo, sure. man, we were stoked. And yeah. like we, of course, a month's cere- worth of food. Yeah. We did a ceremonious <laughs> like we got uh, as not sober as we could beforehand to, to build up Perfect. You know, the munchies. Perfect. And I swear I rolled through the first five McDoubles in like three minutes. And then I hit a wall instantly. Yeah. And then the next five took me about 40 minutes. Like yeah. every oh, single bite was sinking deeper and deeper into this depression. <sighs> it was like the saddest I've ever felt. Artists! <laughs> Be confident. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. Look at what you see. It was hard. That dude. saltine Ugh. cracker challenge is like you have to eat so many without drinking yeah. any liquid. Right. And you're right. like, oh yeah, I do that all the time, but you cannot. No, you can't right. do it. Or the teaspoon of cinnamon. Oh yeah. That one gets me every so many time. People. So many yeah. people. Yeah. Like, what? I, it's just a uh, teaspoon. So I Can't successfully finished, but it did take me, you know, like 45 minutes. I was real sad. It was just really hard to, like, every single bite made me feel really sad. <laughs> um, and as soon as I finished and I was like, okay, I win. Uh, my roommate didn't even finish. He only got to like eight, I think. And I just went outside by a dumpster and I just let oh. it all back out. Oh. And it was someone had opened a fire hydrant. It was just like a stream of cheeseburger slime and it was maybe the most satisfying thing my body ever felt <laughs> both ends or just the front just the front i'm sure the, I'm sure the other end happened later but, yeah uh yeah and i was like sad for days after that it was like not Ooh, i will yeah. never do a food challenge like that again you're not oh, meant to have terrible. that much mcdonald's all at once i don't know no. we're True probably not meant to have any mcdonald's let alone that correct yeah. Right. um yeah. anyways jason what was your favorite runner-up quinn kirby hit us with a good one i wonder who has a better forehand ronald grimace or the Hamburglar. And I, <laughs> I just think that's a nice throwback to old school marketing for McDonald's. It is, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, Grimace yeah. has got no game. He barely has arms. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. but yeah. here's the thing, though. Grimace can putt. He's got that solid base. Like, they're old. Yeah. 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 And you're like, gravity. oh, damn, Grimace, like, you're doing a good job. And then he gets to the green and he's like, ding. Lights out. Hmm. Right. I'm willing to bet the Hamburglar can't play for shit, but he's probably a pencil whipper. So I bet his scores look decent. That's true. Ronald's got the, the the reach. He's got reach, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's going probably, forehand. yeah, he's Dan probably Schlitter. got the Dan Schlitter is Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to make that photo happen. Schlitter right McDonald? Here. Has he had his break today? Um, <laughs> he was here Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. today. Sean, what was your favorite runner-up? My favorite runner-up was from Miss Alex Nieves. She said, when you find out there's actually tacos in the McDonald's bag. <laughs> <laughs> Two ja-ja emojis and then hashtag Taco Tuesday with a really funny flinging out tacos like they're dollar bills. Yeah. I don't know if she did that because she just knows people love tacos or because she knows you really love tacos. I think that the McDonald's Taco Bell but she is correct. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I only assume that about you because I know you love Taco Bell. I don't really know anybody that doesn't, doesn't love like tacos. tacos. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. It was a safe play. <laughs> All good, day, good play. Yes. every day. Uh, like so that 
leaves us with our winner, our favorite mm-hmm. by consensus, mm-hmm. was actually the most, I think the most recent one to come in from Constantina Legau. You went and saved the best for Not trying to pronounce that last name. <laughs> but uh, her caption Legu. says, Sean about to blow special sauce all over the mic. Uh, then there's a mic emoji and a burger emoji. And, a burger emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and maybe the best part is the two it, emojis at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, who is this so very cool lady who made this very funny comment that I don't know, and it's a sexual reference? I'm in. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends. All the key moments, no yes, brainer that you need. Yeah, it's, it's like exactly what we we're looking for. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, touching on the right elements. In Very the picture. simple, hilarious, yeah. Yeah. short, straight yeah. to the point. Uh, good work, Constantina. You are going to win the prize from this week, which is the Cast the Plast first run K one lots. Mm. Uh, I made a little video to show, um, to just to let you guys know why it this was is a great a really little cool video. Episode. It was a great video. Um, you know, and at the beginning of that video, you looked at the camera like, oh, hey, didn't see you there. Oh, <laughs> I love that. It was so good. No, watch it again. Go watch it again. Yeah. Well, yes, you did. He's right. That was he's not right. So what prompted the video, though? Did Brad give you enough shit? Was oh, you like, yo, I forgot dog. about that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Brad Cook, he donated this and he was just like, yo, here's a disc. Uh, use it for something cool on the show. And when I explained it on the last episode, I was basically like, oh, yeah, he gave us a disc. It's uh, it's a pretty cool disc. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I you, forgot. You did stumble over what it was called. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But I forgot. Like, when he gave this to me, he was like, this is a really special disc. Here's why. And he gave me this long rundown about it. Yeah. And then when it came time to, like, tell the audience, I was just like, it's pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> so I saw him a couple of days ago, and he was like, dude, I got some beef with you. And I'm nice. like, why? And he's like, um you did not explain anything that I told you to explain about the disc. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I made a little video just to Good. make sure people understood what they were oh, playing for. It's cool. Uh, cool. Constantina, we'll get this out to you as soon as possible. Bear with us. I don't know when that'll happen, but we'll we'll get to it as soon as we can. Yeah. Thank you for everybody participating. This is our first time doing a caption contest, and I doubt it's the last. because Oh, was yeah. We're going to do that again for sure. Good. It prompted Good. me. So here's cool little uh, story to that. It prompted me to reach out to Castaplast. Oh. Really? And I mean, as soon as I hear back from them and they send me a, a, an order form, I'm going to get some Castaplast in the shop. Dude, it's cool I need plastic. some in my bag. Feels great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is I haven't thrown it. I just love everything I've heard about it. It's supposed to be really glidey. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything Swedish is glidey. That's I don't know what, what it heard, is about yeah. the plastic over there. Uh, Brad is a, a serious player, by the way. He's like talking about playing open. uh if not this year, then next year. Good. And he swears by it. Every time he recommends a disc to me, I buy that disc mm-hmm. and my game gets better. Mm-hmm. So from uh, memory and tell me if I'm wrong, does Brad have like a little slow swing to his putt and then a quick little wrist? Kind of. Yeah. He, he, uh, he like reaches out and he pulls it in real slow towards his, uh, yes. his like stomach, like a slow chest, wind up. And then he, then he shoots it out. Yeah. He's a, he's a fire yeah. putter, man. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. good. So yeah. Thanks again, Brad. And, yeah. uh, Thanks, everybody, for participating. That brings us to another really special thing on this episode. Yeah. Um, Sean, you know the scoop here. What's what's going on with these gifts? Uh, so gift number one is from we, Mr. Yeah, pass it down. We'll can we show it to the, the Tim Blair? Uh, Tim Blair. Awesome dude. He came in here and he said, uh, I have a gift for you guys. It's Christmas in June. And when you open this, you're going to be like, oh, my God, how have we not had this? Or like, how did we not think of this? And I was yeah. like. How could all of that be in this tiny little box? That's what she said. I have. (laughs) It is what she said. I have no doubt that Tim brought us something very cool. uh, So we're excited. And we have waited almost a week to open this. Correct. The other gift is for Jason from Sheila and I for his birthday that we didn't. 
four. Fifty yeah, three. Well, you were born in forty six. <laughs> I was born in nineteen seventy nine. Barely post depression. I am forty one years old. So. You don't seem to have a sense of humor about this. I am you? not are, the are oldest. How are you feeling about your age? Honestly, I'm. I'm gonna get into. He's thirteen years old. Cry, and forty one year old. I'm gonna get a little God. deep. Don't okay? cry. Oh my God. Please don't cry. Honest to God, how I feel about it. It's completely irrelevant. Absolutely. All yeah, it means job. is I have existed while this planet rotated around the sun 41 times. That doesn't mean anything. <sighs> that doesn't mean anything. Listen, I felt the same way for forever until I married Liz, who like l- makes a big deal about her birthday. She loves it. Mm-hmm. And she she sometimes tries to make me have plans for like three weekends in a row around her oh, birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's how it works. We have neighbors <laughs> like that. It's birthday it's week. It's birthday month, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, actually, her birthday's coming up in like... 10, uh, 10 days or so. Ooh, oh, well, um, get on it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on it. Don't yeah. worry. Right. But, anyways, I was the same. I was like, don't do anything for me. I don't, it's not a thing. I don't really care. Since she has shared her perspective with me, my feelings on birthdays have changed. And now I think anybody who has that opinion of birthdays is cheating themselves. Like, it's the one day a year where people get to be like, dude, you, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just celebrate you and like, let's, you, you, everyone should have that. Ugh, I hate it. I know, but it's like, let it happen, dude. Just let the fun stuff be fun. But I, when you ask for that, the other 364 days a year, it doesn't, <laughs> again, it doesn't what? matter. Maybe it's, I always from, want the, yeah, I always want everything to be about Maybe it stems me. from like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying anything, you know, about my parents or anything like not celebrating birthdays. Cause we did. Yeah. But like, I've never done anything fun for my birthday. Like what? I was it never. Like all, all through, in fifty years, you've never <laughs> very funny. So, like all through college, what you're thinking? Yo. Okay, college. Yo. But I was in like a a, a choir and like you know yeah. singing competitions and all this stuff. And my my birthday was always over spring break, and it was always like while I was on tour. And so never anything happened. Like hmm. high school well, was never a big deal. Like put that on the to do list. Yeah, Ryan's, just, get, yeah. Ryan's getting Please a sick birthday that. next no. year. You're no. gonna hate it, but then you'll look back and be like, no, thanks guys. I'll hate it. I don't. I don't care for the attention. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, I feel no, you. Do I'm not big on the attention either, nah. but <laughs> yeah, I get it. If somebody Nonetheless. wanted to do something super cool for my birthday, I'd be sure. like, all right, right, right. then you're in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The yeah. exceptions yeah. are you're not going to shy away. Actually, yeah. you know what? The coolest thing that did happen. I'm sorry. Two years ago, Sean showed up at my door at 7 a.m. on a, I think it was a Monday. He was like, get in the van. We're going to play disc golf today. That's pretty great. And we went and played Rolling Knolls. With Cy and yes, Samwise the Brave from <clears throat> London. Yes, we did. And like we had a great time. And it was totally unexpected. And it was great. And we had Firehouse Subs for lunch. Firehouse and Subs. Like, so good. Oh, and we went to that's, Fairfield. That's totally Fairfield. legit. It doesn't have it to be a great. big party. Yeah. It no, just it has doesn't, to be yeah. like the but, day of your things. Like, right. And that's fine. This year, I changed my birthday on Facebook. So people weren't like... Yeah. People from high school weren't like, Hey, Ryan, I haven't seen you in 24 years. Happy birthday. Shut up. I don't want that. Yeah, You're like, I get it. You know, I get that. And then so, I still got him on his birthday this year to come out of his house, and I met him over at Avery Preserve, and we played we nine did, holes. Even though we weren't and supposed to. And I gave to. him a Big Z XL. It's still sitting in his trunk. Nope, it's not. It's on my shelf with all the other discs. Do you love it? No, it's a Discraft disc. I <laughs> I, I love the Son disc. I don't love the mold. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. But I love the I disc tried. because you got it for me. It's memorable. It'll right. be on my See, shelf it forever. doesn't have to... Like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It just... Like, it's worth letting yourself enjoy when people are trying to acknowledge it. Yeah, I guess. Especially if it's, like, that thoughtful. Like, it's just your buddy who knows you love disc golf. Like, we're going to do that thing you love to do today. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. I don't need, like, 
a hundred people on Facebook recognizing it though. No, that's, that's what I don't like. I, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I get that. I guess maybe I didn't. I didn't phrase it right. Like I respect and appreciate the happy birthdays and the, but I just don't wake up like. Finally, it's June sixteenth. It's my yeah. day. I'm got like so I'm not a cartoon version of myself. I don't like. I, I'm the same. I turn into Mickey Mouse, and the sun is smiling down at me on my day. like. Before that's not before I got married, every year on my birthday, I looked forward to it not because it was this big special day, but I just had a little ritual. I would go uh, disc golf. I would take my dog AJ Alex Jr. He has the same birthday as me, mm-hmm. so I would take him to go pick out whatever toy he wanted, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'd bring him home. Then I'd go to the movies because my birthday's on Earth Day. So I would go see the Disney nature movie that like they always come out on Earth Day. Mm. So I would just mm. go to the movies by myself to watch Aww, that. That's cool. And then like, you know, get really baked later. And it was like just a, a bunch of things that I really like to do that it, it wasn't a party or nothing. It was just like it's a me day. I'm doing all that's, the things I like to right. do. That's what I would like. That's yeah. what I would also like for my birthday. Yeah. Sheila, if you're listening. <laughs> All right. Got so, uh, we let's start with uh, the Jason gift, and then we'll do the uh, the yeah. group gift. Let's, yeah. All right. The wrapping know. paper is killer too. Llamas. This has got Sheila wrapped this written. Sheila yep. Callahan. Get all the audio, please. All the audio? Get oh, there. it's it's get all there. Get up in there. It's all it's hitting all the reds. It is. Oh yes. A puzzle, a five hundred piece puzzle of a house, a mountain, and some birds. That's the title of the puzzle. Let me see it. <laughs> A house, a mountain, and, and some, some birds. birds. That is. <laughs> Does it say and some birds? Fantastic. <laughs> it, it looks like it's already open and she's probably stolen some pieces out of it. Why don't I you, would, why don't you go ahead and, and check? Relax and assemble this beautiful nature scene. You deserve it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. You guys knew this was yeah, in there. No. no. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, we got him. Got, got him. him. It is. Uh, there's a nice note inside and on the back of it is the dong dude. The dong dude now made his fourth appearance on an episode. My guess is that the puzzle is not a house, a mountain and some birds. (laughs) No, no. There's oh, is, is it a puzzle, man? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, the puzzle is dong oh, yeah. dude. Oh my god. Dong dude. Are you gonna are you gonna let your daughter help you put that one together? Uh no, I'm gonna put it together right now. So you guys have a good rest of the podcast. This is where I sign off. I'm Jason with Bag of Tricks Entertainment. Have a good night. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. That's Sean. fantastic. Well done. Uh, that good was, job, guys. That was uh, that was all Sheila. All I mean, Sheila. Gonna, that was oh, well done. Sheila. Credit in the fact that yeah. I thought it was amazing, but that was all. Is Sheila the like? She comes oh with my all god. the genius ideas. No, no, Pretty no, much, no, dude. Pause. Pretty much. Pause. Pause. Oh my god, he's gonna cry. Nora is concerned that lightning can get into Sean's shop because there is a door that opens really easily <gasps> and doesn't have doors. <laughs> My daughter just predicted the lightning strike into the shop. <laughs> what was the timestamp? That on is that crazy. Fiber from your wife. Oh my god! Are we sure we're not dead right now? Are we yeah. dead? Eight forty-seven. So How it was after this? the lightning strike. But nobody. She's not there, watching this. No, there's five people watching. There was nine, I think, at the wow. last. What? That is insane. The f- how? How? What uh, is going on? We're dead. Yeah. Well, you were saying there was something other, something else really weird happened today. The project happening on hole one, Elite Landscaping, those guys killed it today. As they were doing the retaining walls, the tiered green, Dan McSweeney went to lean on a tree and that tree cracked and fell into the next tree and then hovered there. And some of their other guys, their crew, were below that tree. So had there not been that second tree to catch it, it, it would have fallen onto their guys. And then they had to spend like the next hour or so managing getting this tree 
back upright so they could lay it back down and then they cut it up like it was no big deal. Like they were just like, so oh yeah, two, well, sometimes oh, stuff like this it. happens. And yeah. I'm like, and an two, entire tree, an entire fell. tree. It was probably, if I had to put a number on it, 30, 35 feet high. It was dead. Two uh, near death experiences in a day. Oh, wow. Correct. So everyone drive carefully when, we, when yes. we're done with this. I don't know if there's like an Indian burial ground under hole one that we don't know about. Wow. And we tapped into Dude. some like poltergeist shit. I don't like yeah. that. Dude. Shit's weird here today. Uh, oh, my God. Opening. Okay. Let's try and pre- get back to the normal rhythm. This is the Tim gift Blair. from Tim, Tim Blair. Blair. Tim Blair gift. Here Tim we go. Blair. Brian's going to open. It is. It's an it's Amazon card. box. There's oh, there's a card. card. Let's open it up. Neanderthal? Sean? It's got yeah, a card. No, no. Come on. I don't Jeez. check for cards. Well, he doesn't like birthdays, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Let me open the card first. I know. Just getting prepped. Tim and Sherry Blair. They even have it like, what is that called when the letters of their fir- uh, inscribe. first uh, emblem? Anagram? And, uh, and scribe. Monogram. 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 There, there we go. go. It's a monogram little uh, card from Tim and his wife, Sherry Blair. Unstable Discourse crew. Sean, Alex, Ryan, Jason, Merry Christmas. A little early. I saw this and immediately thought of you guys. Aww. Enjoy. Thanks for all you do and keeping life fun. Aww. Tim. Aww. That's so damn sweet. He is such oh a sweetheart. God. He really is. Yeah, Dude. You want a quick Tim Blair story? Yes. How about a quick one? We need it. We need it. One of the last times, this was at uh, last year, maybe it was King of the Canyons, but Machete Guy made an appearance. And I'll never forget this. Machete Guy made an appearance. Came Are you down. talking about Danny Trejo? No. <laughs> machete guy no, next machete machete guy across the street. Machete guy. Machete guy, the crazy gotcha. guy that lives across the street. Gotcha. Yeah. He came down and he, we had a little episode. And when everybody else was kind of like standing on the ground and like ready to knock him out and dude, oh my God, I'm going to kick his ass. Of course. Tim Blair stepped in like a, a beautiful humanitarian, was tried to remedy the situation uh, a little bit better. And it was very soft and kind hearted and tried to talk to him and like he was like you know should we like bring him into the circle and like talk to him about disc golf and at the moment i was just like oh my god this is so crazy we just need to just go away but his approach to it was amazing and i've never talked to him about it but tim Aww. that was amazing and we saw that and uh you're an awesome human being i wish we could all feel that way in those moments yeah. it's human nature to not you know to to yeah. escalate you have to train <clears> right on dude yep yeah. that's very awesome. cool all right well let's Let's see what's in the Let's box. Let's open this up. Okay. What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, okay. It is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> close up on Ryan's face. Six oh. pair of casual crew socks featuring The Office. Oh, oh. No. oh my God. Damn. We are going to have to fight over these. I already see Dwight's face on some of them. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Tim. Tim. Dude, you killed it. There's a Michael pair. Who's going to fight over the last two? We're, we're going to have to have a contest. Gonna get two we're going to have to have yeah. some kind we're of contest. Have, or we're just going to, every every time you Show. wash them, we rotate. Just rotate. Yeah. yeah. There doesn't need to be a contest. Dude, sure. that's incredible. Exchange socks. Thoughtful <laughs> listener I think we might have. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yes. So wow. now it's Joe Moore and Tim Blair. So, okay. Hey, we have yeah. two, guys. We got two. Come on. We got well on our way. We've taken another crazy diversion. Let's get to the... Callahander, Callahan calendar. What do we call it? Callahander. Callahander. Callahander rundown. The Callahander rundown. Here we Love go. It. Brought to you by discgolfscene.com. Just kidding. Not really, but hey. Oh, visit like their an, website. An AM, I mean? an AM radio. <laughs> That's where all the tournaments are in like at. the 70s. Lockport Lockdown, Saturday, Sunday, June 27th and 28th. That's tomorrow. Yeah, MA3, MA4, tomorrow. FA1, FA2, FA3, FA4, whatever the women's divisions are. Yes. And the age protected. And yes. Yes. Uh, last weekend we had that. Aaron White won MA2. So cool to see that. Haven't seen Aaron White in a long time. And uh, really cool to see him get that win. 
Steve Ratchin won MA1. Of course he did. Yes, he did. Uh, Battle of Bush Park 2, Sunday, July 5th. 38th, Illinois States, Saturday and Sunday, July 11th and 12th. So excited to see that happening, and we're doing tea times, and I'm so excited for that yeah. uh, to be a part of that Gonna and help Jesse out. Make mm-hmm. it cool. Clash 4, Saturday, Sunday, July 18th and 19th. Clay Track Classic 2, July 26th. We are going to have a crazy July, boys. Crazy July. Feather Friendsdemic, Saturday, August 22nd. The Funk, my first sanctioned tournament as a player in four years. And I'm going to wreck you. And I'm going to come <laughs> after you, Mitch DePiro. I'm coming for you, brother. I'm oh, going to wear no. I'm going to oh, wear some of those socks no. on. The f- Ooh, yeah, we we have to wear those socks for the funk. So, funk Sunday, August 23rd, right the day after Feather Friends Demic, which that'll be a crazy weekend. Uh and then getting back into league. So, on Mondays, Alex Seminary, Disc Golf Chicago, KLM. That's me. That's you. <laughs> he is going to be out there running singles. On uh, Mondays, what time, Alex? Six o'clock. Uh, register or sign in, but by any time between five thirty and six, um, we always aim to tee off as close to six p.m. as possible. So mm-hmm. last week we had I think thirteen people show up, but that was amazing because it was about to thunderstorm, oh. and we had lots of people saying they were coming, and then like it, there was no reason for yeah, anyone yeah. to come. Yeah. We should not have played, right. but we did play. Yeah, and. Uh, it rained the entire round, and oh. God bless everybody who came and uh, played through the whole thing. And next week, the weather will be better. I promise. I guarantee it. No, <laughs> guarantee. There's no way that could go backfire. The Kella <laughs> Hellander guarantee. Uh, getting back to the schedule, leagues. Thor is killing it out at Trinity Links. Tuesday nights, he is doing the Accuracy League. Alex, have you been out there no, at all? No, I'm Ryan, not. we need no. to get out there. We need to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, I believe it is a nine-hole loop that you do twice. Uh, and I there's think you a can ring. pay to do it as many times as you want. Is that correct? Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. Some of the comments made it sound like know. you can go again. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but either way, uh, a different format, uh, Accuracy League. Uh, you got to get it inside the paint, you know. I mean, you got to get it inside the circle. So yeah. that's, that's really cool. cool. Something I think different. they're going to add some like smaller circles or some yes. like bullseyes yes. or something. They were talking that, about that. That definitely so, yeah. developing like into that. a very cool thing that right. maybe a lot more people do. Yeah. And then Wednesday night over at Trinity, Thor is also doing doubles. Uh, this is all because J Town Handicap League on Tuesdays and J Town Doubles League that happens on Wednesdays mm-hmm. haven't been happening. So Thor Bachelor stepped up and said, "Hey, we'll do it at Trindo." And uh, they're raising a lot of funds over for Trinity as well through Love all it. of this. So yeah. it is incredible. And that is your Kella Hellander and rundown. Can I say that that Oops. is the only way that Trinity happens is through fundraising. So and through the backs of our dear friends, Leo Borowski, yeah. Thor Bachelor, All those guys over Trinity. Twan. Yep. Lefty. Yep. Tom but M. When you go play and you, we love you give them that money, like that's what... It, you're paying for more disc golf. You're paying for Trinity to become better and better. Yes. Um, and so please do that. Uh, that makes me want to mention uh, part of the buy-in. When you come to our leagues on our, our events on Mondays for the next couple of months, I think we're going to run this until September, uh, $2 from every buy-in goes into the Chicago Course Fund, which we're using to uh, help further our mission to bring a course to Chicago. So we're going to uh, have enough money to buy Nine baskets is the goal. I don't know how much we need, but um, I have a feeling, I, Sean, you could help me with that. I, I know a guy. See, I had a feeling. Um, so, yeah, part of what you're buying in is to help bring a course to Chicago. Boom. Which, uh, all right. Then calendar, Callahanlander, Callahander <laughs> rundown. Is it's a done. mouthful. <laughs> it's a real mouthful. Yeah. I don't know if we should work on that or just get used to it. Callahanlander rundown. Calla, 
Callahander. You gotta say like Calla- a, I can't say Callahander. No, you got it. Got it. Okay. Callahander. Ooh, it's time for local route. You guys got yours figured out? Local route. I got mine. And I actually kind of touched on it already. I am shouting out for my local route, Mr. Tyler Kennelly, who is uh, the gentleman that started uh, the Gentleman's Club Disc Golf yes. uh, Club. I think, he's, uh, I think he said he started a couple years ago, and I, I've not met Tyler in person. I've, but Yeah, he, I feel like that's been about, yeah. He's he, been in the shop. I've met him. Yep. Yeah. He actually sent me an email through uh, the Disc Golf Chicago website, which every now and then I get emails through that thing, and I love it. So, yeah, he, he reached out just saying that he had some ideas. He wanted to help. You know, he basically presented the, the affiliate club idea, and he wants to help with the mission of bringing a course to Chicago and help grow the sport. And he's just doing a lot of cool things. I've, I've checked out their Facebook page. He stays real active on it. And as far as I know, that's one of the newer groups that's popped up in the area. And mm-hmm. every time I see that, I want to shout out the person who's doing it. So I, I spent probably a half an hour on the phone with him, just kicking ideas back and forth. He's full of good ideas. He's like articulate. He communicates really well. I am excited to work with him on whatever, because he just seems yeah. very capable. Mm. They've done Facebook Live when they've done their, uh, they have like a breakfast. They get together and go to breakfast and they do Facebook Live from oh, the I breakfast love table. That. And uh, cool. like, I think they pick the cards for the round afterwards or for the following Ooh. week or something there's oh. there's something with going out to breakfast and picking up the cards sick the details in between i don't know but i think that just that alone is super cool there's yes. something about sharing a meal with a bunch of guys like oh the we sit need to down. Do it more. yeah the guys uh from my crew mob golf mm-hmm. we have a semi-tradition of going to what's the brazilian steakhouse place Fogo Fogo de Chao. De Chao. so we we've only done that a couple of times but it's kind of becoming our like the thing we all like are we gonna do that again soon like yeah yeah love it mm-hmm. yeah that's what we do Bring with bread. uh sushi yeah with Wait, early birdies alex and... is not invited because he doesn't like it uh my crew was talking about getting sushi today in the group chat and i sent a vomiting gif do you like teriyaki love teriyaki they have that you know i could go and i'm sure i could be not that well dis- if you get invited that dissatisfied i think we could make him <laughs> i i bet we could, I bet we could give you a role that you would like Guaranteed. it's not sushi is not Guaranteed. the definition of sushi is not raw fish it's little I, bites i've had it i've had sushi many times i only eat it when i'm in miami i did it for work so i didn't look like a child when i was in business meetings <laughs> uh, but my boss still called me out child. every time and made everyone at the table aware of how right. hard this was for me right. because um, it, it doesn't shout all, out to Allie. it doesn't all taste like sushi it's just no know, it's good it's stuff. good but i just don't have any interest in having it from joliet but it's, it's so good it's amazing yeah. dude it's so good. i lived in seattle i get it from jewel so good <laughs> we could literally walk from my apartment to the boats where they had just caught fish and buy a fish off the boat i have had that sushi and i've also had it in juliet and it's amazing it's gonna take some force beyond human abilities hmm. to get me to okay. want to go have sushi in, okay. in this area what if it was 10 rolls of sushi in an hour yeah what do I win? Respect. Not having to pay for it. A hamburger with Ooh, nothing on yeah. it. I haven't grown since college. Uh, where the hell were we? I don't know. Uh, okay, so I wrapped mine up. Callahan, Sean. Yes. Shouting out the homies. I'm going to go with two different guys because they were both around me today for multiple hours and they helped out a ton. Steve Schumann and Jared Gardner. Two members of the maintenance militia. It's a secret. Don't worry about it. Now, they came out today. I had messaged the maintenance militia group chat, and they said immediately we're in, and they were here bright and early 8 a.m. this morning, and we knocked out the three B-pins and the two posts, and we had a good time and took a bunch of videos, and they're on Facebook. It was hysterical, and uh, just 
Those guys are awesome. That's Booyah. it. Booyah. That's right. it. Booyah. I, I've got one. Local route is everybody that helped out with the Unstable Open, hmm. which was an incredible success. There were zero hiccups. There were zero. We like, were on fire that day. There were no. There was not a sad face in the group. Everything went smoothly. Everybody was stoked to be there and happy. And the weather was just the most perfect weather we could ask for. I, I couldn't have been happier. Uh, specifically, guys like. Mike Apostolou uh, went out and he was on the wait list, I believe, and wasn't able to get yes, in. So yes. he just went over on hole four and just spotted all day. Didn't give a shit about getting a break was just or happy complaining to do or whatever. He was Brought just out there. He was just, prepared. Yeah. Getting people going on that hole because that's always a problem. It was amazing. Uh, guys like Dale Del Sasso went out there for a while, too. It was Tim amazing. Like, Tim yes, Bats. Tim Bats. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. He was he was great, too. And, Tim's uh, awesome. Yeah, I saw him the other day, too, and he he was just stoked to be here with mm-hmm. the, uh, the conversationalist, and I yeah. love it. Jason and Alex were there doing some um, recording and audio yeah. and getting clips for Unstable Discourse. That was a riot, too. They fed us. And- oh, yeah. Jason oh, held down the grill, mm. and, oh, and mm. I've had a lot of brats in my day. Jason Dude. is on some next you could level. Taste, you could taste the love, Dude, right? Jason, that's what like, I add to my food. It was food. the Dude. smoke in the eyes. Yep. Yes. The smoke in the eyes yep. and the love in the brat. That's yep. how you know you're doing it right. Uh, so, in the little video yeah. that we put together, you can see Jason folding shirts and like, he Jason was. did a lot that day. He was having a I great time. I was chilling. And We're going to do more blast. of that. A blast. It was, it was a great so, day. Yeah, my, I'm at, my local route is just everybody that came out. Well to done the, to you, sir. That event seemed, I wish I could have been in it as a player. But even yeah. as just somebody who was there, and it was such good. Energy. I said this for the first one. I am just a pretty face. I had very well, little yes, to do with are. it compared to the guys. No, that you were, behind were running. It. Like, you ran the show, man. I saw all yeah, the players meetings. Sean was like, in the boom, boom. Sean boom. was sitting in the van doing scores and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff all day. And Leo yeah, was doctor. Doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doc was just being loud in my ear all day. And, and just being uh, the dad and yep, just hanging yep. out and keeping us all so, in line. Yeah, it was great. It, it couldn't have been better. The day went by so quickly that I barely remember it. And that's how you know it went as well as it did. You say you fell Amen. asleep at your counter that night, right? I, I actually did. I went to get some food super late in the evening after I'd taken a shower before I went to bed. Mm. And I woke up my head in my hands. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it was an exhausting but awesome day. So. Ooh. Great day. I have a part B to my, my local route. Steve Schumann. Also... Very cool. Made a custom die. Star Destroyer Lockport Lockdown disc for us. That is his signature at the bottom. I'm going to have all of the winners from the Lockport Lockdown sign it. Super cool. And hang it in the shop. So cool. He's been doing disc dies. He showed me some other pictures today. Uh, very cool. So awesome, Steve. Thanks so much. You are yeah, Steve, a awesome. Jason, you have a local route? I do. Run. My local route is my new friend that I have nicknamed Woody Harrelson. And it is the tree that is 20 feet away from us that took a lightning bolt and is still standing like a baller yeah. 20 feet away from us. For now. For now. Well, yeah. yeah. It was but unbelievable. Still, after that. After that, <sighs> unbelievable. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Woody That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is Woody? <laughs> no, what? Is it's time for the heart and soul of this episode. Golden Media Shower. Uh, it's what you think it is well yeah that's kind of what you think it is we're talking about media coverage in the disc golf scene i think we came up with the name because media media meteor shower media shower Mm -hmm. and somewhere along the line golden shower got brought into it and sure pretty organic to eventually end yeah lead in that direction don't ask us where golden shower came from it may may have come up in a conversation as a joke, and then Jason wouldn't let it go, and so yeah. now that's what it is. When something's perfect, you don't just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, feels good. 
Anyways, we're going to talk what about... What feels good? The name? Or, or when the someone name, pees on uh, you? No, I'm, I can't comment on how an <laughs> actual golden shower feels. And hopefully, I will never know what that feels like. Pee on uh, me. So we're, we're going to take good. a look at the, what we kind of agreed on. I know there's a lot of different outlets out there that are that are doing disc golf coverage of mm-hmm. some kind. Yes, there uh, are. It's probably easiest if we narrow it down to the most popular, the ones that, yeah. uh, that most people are going to be aware of. So. Yeah. We're probably going to miss a few, you know, heavy hitters, but for the most part, everybody knows the top four or five. Yes. We're going to hit those. Yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, Jomez Pro, Central Coast, Mm -hmm. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, Mm -hmm. and Gatekeeper Media. Yeah. Those are, and and I'm sure we're going to talk about the disc golf network. We can't avoid that right now, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's been the the biggest thing. It's coming at such a good time. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, with this announcement where the the Dynamic Disc Open is going to be featured on CBS uh, Mm -hmm. Sports. And Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk more about what that really means. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, since we all have varying levels of sort of expertise with these uh, channels, uh, Ryan, I think you're sort of the the leader in terms of knowledge of these platforms. So my idea is that since Jason has not seen any of this coverage is my guess before no. this week. I've never um, forced him. Yeah. He should have watched. But I should it. have forced yeah. him by um, now. So I gave uh, him some homework. I, I sent it to all of us, but I gave him some homework ones that I knew were good. The peak of their quality, in my opinion, um, from either early this spring or last year and uh, so I, I wanted to get your take, Jason, on what you think coming from completely outside. So it's not completely outside. Okay. Because I grew up with my dad watching ball golf constantly. Okay. Okay. Like, well, that's good. When then. I was a kid, there yeah. was two things that were on the TV yeah. if my dad woke up before everybody else. And it was ball golf or fishing. Those two things. Or home improvement the- shows. Or home improvement shows. Yeah. yeah sure. He's kind of leaned yeah. in that not direction. Not home improvement, but home improvement shows. Home improvement shows. Right. Yeah. HGTV, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it wasn't. Norm Abram. Hell yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't completely out of the darkness, but I watched all five that you sent me. Sure. And I will say how I felt about each one. I started okay. with uh the Jomez Pro coverage. Which was probably not a good idea because <clears throat> okay, go ahead. I want your to hear expectations what you said. Yeah. were right. Yeah. The bar was high. Yeah. Right. So I'll be honest, I fell asleep watching it. It did not draw me in. Okay. To me. What I didn't like about when my dad would have ball golf on uh-huh. was how it was uh, monotone. Sure. Like they were just, yes. it's, they were talking me back to sleep and I had just woke up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's how I felt about wow. the Jomez Pro coverage. Crazy, big, sexy coverage. It, I'm, I'm as sorry. As a non-disc golfer. So as a non-disc golfer. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, sure, sure, right? I'm not bashing on him. No, no, right? no. It, I wanted to be excited. I was excited to have this conversation. It was something new for me, you know, like who doesn't like talking about something new? Yeah. But that one, the first time watching it, I fell asleep. Okay. Okay. Then I was like, what did I get myself into? Sure. Right. Because I was like, it took me a couple days because I was like, I got to get re-excited because that Mm -hmm. one did nothing for Mm -hmm. me. Right. Then I watched Central Coast Disc Golf Mm -hmm. coverage. Fantastic. I would argue it was my favorite out of everything you sent me. Okay. Hmm. There was a level of excitement that was discussed. And the discussion didn't leave me in the dark. So if if you're trying to grow the sport, mm-hmm. make make the conversation about things that people outside of the sport can understand. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then I'm like, okay, 
Yep. You know, you, uh, you, I'm on the hook. You know, reel me in. And I feel like that's what Central Coast Disc Golf did. Hmm. Uh, there was a couple of shots that I thought were fantastic. I don't know how they managed to do it. They were like on the fairway and the camera would follow the disc as it like flew over. Hmm. And I and I mm-hmm. didn't see that in any of the other ones. It was just really cool. Like, I don't know if the dude was like laying on the ground or even there, how they I managed think they, to pull Sometimes it off. they're like tucked away in the trees and stuff right. like that. Right. But he, yeah. w- he was like, he was zoomed in on them on the tee box and then would slowly zoom out as they threw. And then they followed the disc. That was the only time that I saw that where oh. it was like they were in the middle and you were there. You were there in the middle. Hmm. The other ones, I felt like they just spent so much time. The camera was behind the dude while I was on the tee box. Yep. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do anything for me. Sure. Visually, mm-hmm. that didn't do mm-hmm. anything for me. I don't right. care. Even, I mean, even as a the, disc golfer, sometimes I feel what like the, what his back looks we, like. You see, it's 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 very repetitive. Like yeah. it's the least flattering angle yeah. I would feel. It's, like, yeah. it's the standard in ball golf. That's what you get. Right. Yeah. You know. That's right. That's but I mean, if you're going, get, if yeah. you're going to bring yeah. me in and, sure. and put me back on the line and reel me in. Do something I haven't seen before. And that's right. what right. I felt Central Coast did. Huh. Um, I, I like that aspect. I uh, The other one that I really liked was Gatekeeper mm-hmm. because they seemed to have like two cameras set up. So there would be the guy on the tee box and he would throw and then it would switch to, to yeah. somebody mm-hmm. by the basket. The basket. Yeah. And then you saw the the fly in. And I really liked that as well. I want to what I didn't like about ball golf when I was watching was younger. Oh. trying to follow the ball like yeah, right. it goes up why the they would bother and, and then, then you'd you get that like it. shaky cam shot while they're barely yeah what, what? no yeah. i don't i don't need to follow the ball but it i feel like that's a big difference hmm. in disc golf versus ball golf hmm. you want to follow the disc yeah their colors they're i mean there's a reason yeah, that they do that bigger, otherwise all discs yeah. would be white right, right there's right, a reason yeah. that yeah. they've that they've done that and um i liked the way gatekeeper kept my attention on the disc oh. as a flu. Okay. I thought that was a very cool aspect, sure. so I will give him mm-hmm. that. Let's see the other one that I watched. The disc golf guy. Uh, mm. He was probably my third favorite. Mm. Um, he was a little bit monotone, but he would occasionally dial it back up. And when he thought he sounded too much like ball golf announcing, he became aware of it. Was like, okay, I need to yeah. spike your interest again. And he would like mm. do these uh, like inflexes in his voice that I thought were enjoyable. The coverage uh, was standard, but he kept me interested, which was good. Uh, this wasn't, I'm not naming them in the order that I watched them. I'm naming, naming them in the order That's that I, I was interested in. Yeah. But the other part of it uh, that I found very fascinating was I went to school for graphic design. Uh, and I still, to this day, gravitate towards anything design-wise. Mm-hmm. Wherever I can have that conversation, I enjoy talking about design. Mm-hmm. And so the the graphics on the screen played an important role for me mm-hmm. to keep me interested and I took some screenshots of each of them as they went. And the one that I thought was best, who does the graphic of the overhead on the left? So yeah. I think Terry Miller was doing the commentating, but Parsave Productions was filming yes. that. Yes. Okay. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Like, yes. I, I don't agree. necessarily need to see like a drone flyover. Yeah. But just a, a graphic of right. what they're attempting to yep. do yeah. I totally brought me into it big time. Sure. Yeah. So right. I thought that was very cool. The other graphic that I liked was, it's corny. The <laughs> It was so silly. But so I worked on uh, the graphics at my college's news station. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went, I went to Eastern Illinois. And uh, one of my good friends was part of the news department. 
and he knew that I was in graphic design and they got the new Chiron and he was like, why don't you make the graphics? And then I totally got into that portion of it. So the graphics for uh, Central Coast with the players and their event score and stuff, I just thought, I felt like I was watching ESPN, mm-hmm. that I wasn't necessarily mm. watching a, a YouTube channel. Like it really, there was a level of like professionalism that I thought was really brought okay. uh, that, to that's the graphics a, that's there. A, that feels like a very good, you touched on something earlier that I've been dying to get back to, and now this is like, it's kind of, you've touched on it again. Basically, you mentioned that this reminded you of ESPN, and you mentioned earlier that the commentating was a lot like ball golf. Mm. So the question I, I kind of wanted to pose to everybody is, is that what we want? Like, do we want the coverage of disc golf to be comparable to professional ball golf coverage? Or should it be totally distinct because the culture is distinct? Or how do we differentiate those two things? Yeah. And like, Because where my head's at is golf is inherently a tough sport to watch, but it's hard to make it exciting for a viewer but it works like tons of people watch it. It's extremely popular mm-hmm. and there's right. reasons for that. So right. you have to look at the standards that they hold themselves to yeah. uh, for the graphics, mm-hmm. the commentating, you know, the, the angles, it, yeah. all the things that, that go into making it good. Their standards are incredibly high, which makes it good watching. Yeah. So uh, when you're thinking, what do we want out of our disc golf coverage? Should we be comparing it? How much should we be comparing it to ball golf? Or should it be like, no, it's different and and we should be expecting something different? I'm coming from a purely technical standpoint. Big surprise. I know you guys are all shocked. <laughs> but Can you pick my jaw up yeah, off the floor, please? I want the quality standards of ball golf coverage, but I want the quirky feel of our sport to mm-hmm. be a part of that too. So that's the sweet spot for me. And I feel yes. like that's what the that one did. It looked good, but sounded better. Huh. And that's okay. what I enjoyed about it. That, hey. That's hmm. Central Coast? That was Central Coast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So f- for me, quality wise, like Jomez is obviously like the highest quality because they've been doing it long enough. And it's not, it's not been decades, but it's been years. And they've got a solid crew and they have done it the right way for long enough that their quality standards are very high. So let me say this though, after getting re-excited, mm-hmm. I went back and watched the Jomez coverage again mm-hmm. and did not fall asleep. Okay. So I think that was just the wrong one for me to try to Maybe. jump into. Yeah. Sure. Um I, I enjoyed I, it. Afterwards. I just think yeah, and I think all of them have about the same video quality at this point or comparable. Like yeah. but it's obvious to me that the the editing and the the total quality package has to go to Jomez. When you see all the cuts are at the right point, like yep. all their graphics are on point, the music hits when a graphic hits. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it's that little stuff that I try to do on this podcast. I agree. That is mm-hmm. the same for Jomez. So like when a, when a little graphic comes in, there's a little like, whoosh, you know, things like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Yep. and it's yep. just the polish that gives me the the feels, you know, yes. when I watch it. And also you probably don't know this, Jason, but they try their best to film the coverage that day and have that coverage available on YouTube, polished and ready to go the next day. That's incredible. Which is yeah. seems impossible. It takes me a couple days to do this podcast. When you right, when you right? consider that the event lasted all day, yeah. they were filming all day, then they do all the editing, and, and this then they have like, to watch it, and then they have to do their commentary and then edit that. And all that happens yeah. under in, 24 in hours. And so they hours? generally incredible. do the commentary in the morning before the next round that second day. And they do By like, players who are going to be teeing off in a couple of hours. In some wow. cases. Yeah. Wow. And so 
big sexy commentary is Nate Sexton and Jeremy Colling. They're they're typically the ones that do Jomez coverage when they can. They call them big sexy, uh-huh. big German, uh-huh. you know, Nate Sexton. Yeah. They are sometimes in a travel trailer with a couple of mics hooked up or like yep. in somebody's house bedroom or wherever they can wherever find a spot, they can, wherever yeah. they are on location before they go tee off the next day. The audio quality is always spot on. And it's amazing to me that they can do that and get that coverage out the next day and have that run three or four days in a yeah. row. See, that's incredible. I almost feel like, I almost feel like I wish I would have known that going into I it. I didn't want you to know that. Now yeah. I feel a yeah. little differently that they okay. cram all of that into But they are hours. all starting to do that. Okay. And so okay. it's not just Jomez. They are all doing that. And I'm going to mention Gatekeeper because they are mimicking what Jomez is doing almost identically and, and catching up to Jomez at a, such a rapid pace. Very, it's very unbelievable. Pace. Like yeah. they are it's, almost to where Jomez is now and they've only started a few years ago and they're doing the same thing and they're getting great name commentators, players that are playing in these tournaments um, and doing that, and I don't know for a fact that they do it next day, but it's within a couple of days, and that's just phenomenal. It is. It's yeah. the, the the beautiful thing about that to me is when somebody comes out and they elevate the standards, mm-hmm. and everybody else has no choice but to keep up or yeah. perish. And that's and, what and I think Jomez doing. has done that. And, yeah, and right. I I don't watch a ton of coverage. I I mean, for as much as I love the sport, yeah, it's hard for me to watch. To be honest, I mean, yeah. like even though I love some of these players i love i love a lot about it i like you feel bored to sleep sometimes and i love the game i have such a hard time letting go i i only would watch jomez for a long time because mm-hmm. i felt like they were the only ones getting it close to right mm-hmm. and now that you sent us this homework and had me check out these other ones i was like mm-hmm. oh wow everyone's come a long way yeah. and yeah. i have to think it's because jomez is making them i do agree with you with ian and central coast disc golf he brings a feel that i i think we kind of have sitting here like He's the homie we hang out with at the course while we're watching the rest of them. He's not the guy at Central Coast Disc Golf. He is a fellow disc golfer that like seems like a good friend of ours that's just talking disc golf. He's not the most well-spoken dude. I have issues with that. I don't mind that because like he feels so familiar to me. Right. That's that the element of it that is that makes feels, you go, oh, okay. Yeah, it get, feels super yeah, comfortable. It feels like disc golf, like feels yeah. like home. He starts talking super fast and like stumbles over his words sometimes and things like that, which- Hey, is he in Anderson? And yeah, right. Let's mm-hmm. watch some disc golf. Like he does it super fast. Yeah. And, like, it took a while for that to grow on yes. me. At right. first Central Coast, I was like, but that's what's crazy is it grew on me instantly. Like yeah. he brought me there with him. Yeah. Yeah. By talking that way. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't feel like I was being talked down to. Yes. Like that's what I don't like maybe yeah. about yeah. ball golf commentating mm. is that that monotonous oh. like down your nose totally, yeah. way that 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 the yeah. conversation is I being. I think you had. get that with. I mean, the only <clears throat> other sport that I watch a lot of is the NFL and like. I think every commentator does that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't yeah. eat, sleep, and breathe the sport, you're an idiot. Yeah. Or and even, it comes through in right, the discussion. Right. Even right, the right. like There's when no they're time explaining spent explaining anything, like why <laughs> that is the way that it is right. for yeah. you. Right. Because you know, yeah. you may not know because you haven't seen it until sure. yeah. just this moment. Right. Yeah. I'd say I'd say less so with Jomez because a uh, big sexy I think have hit the right chord more than anybody else in terms of professionalism. And they like embody the right vibe of the sport. They do. So um, it it brings what I want to the table, but it's still not where I want it to be. Yeah. And I'm sure I, I should have a big like precursor here. I don't want to be like negative about any of the stuff because it's come. Yeah. All of it has come so 
far mm-hmm. in a short amount of time and we're lucky to have it so mm-hmm. that's first and foremost i don't want to be like bragging on this stuff but yeah. like the number one thing that i can't that i have a hard time with no matter which coverage i'm watching is basically if we want this sport to be taken seriously there's little things that just shouldn't see the light of day and like the most recent thing that i watched was paul Macbeth and brody were commenting on it's like the top thing on disc golf network network right now mm-hmm. uh but those two are commentating it was okay. it was brody's first tournament and at maybe waco waco, waco. yes yeah. that's what i was watching mm-hmm. okay so paul Macbeth is the best player Brody is like the biggest personality, so I get why it makes sense to have them be the commentators, but the commentating to me is not good. Hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. not – I can't imagine a non-disc golfer watching it and and taking it seriously. Paul Macbeth is not – a well-spoken dude and that's what i'm right. when it comes to like yeah. coverage like he's a very intelligent dude and he's yeah. an amazing disc golfer yeah. he shouldn't commentate it's I, just not uh, his yeah. his bag and i yeah. get the marketing of it yeah it's, totally uh-huh. it's paul Macbeth. it's brody they're the two biggest names yeah why not and brody was pretty good actually i think he yeah. did a really good job of striking yeah. the right energy because i think energy is important like jason said that's all he is is a giant ball of energy yeah, yeah. and and you need somebody who brings energy and they're well-spoken mm-hmm. and they can teach you something about the game mm-hmm. so that's really hard to find I, i'm aware right. of that yeah. but i i still have a hard time letting go of it while i'm watching because all i can think of is like man no other sport would let this be right. their commentary yeah. and that's why i had a problem with terry miller's the coverage par save productions what they did was great their graphics were great the uh the dual camera was great just like you were talking about they had that too all the shots they had were good the editing was good Terry Miller was by himself commentating, and he's yes, been he he's been in this a long he's time. He's been in this a long time. Super yeah. long he's an OG, time. OG. He, super OG, and I respect everything that he's done. But yeah. it got to the point where I was like, Terry, shut the hell up. Just let us watch it. Because he was trying so hard to fill that space. It's funny yeah. you're talking about Majestic, right? Yeah. I didn't think he did that bad. I was I I thought it was the Best Terry Miller I had heard in no. a while. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was talking about, hey, you know what we should do is take the wind flags off the top of the baskets and make the 10 mile an hour one blue, but yeah. make the next one blue but and Terry's that's the 30 mile like, an hour it, one. No, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard, Terry. And you know <laughs> right. that. Why did you say that? And also there was a point where I think he was doing some camera work with Parsave and the camera fell over and he kept it in. Like he was like, oh, I guess I tripped and yeah. the camera fell over. <laughs> you, you, you. There was so, also somebody was so some, uh, attentive to like that. Yeah. Out. That must have drove you crazy. There was some Nico <laughs> loud swearing in the audio that yeah. I was surprised was left in. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't no judgment against Terry or whoever edited no. it. Uh, it's uh, it, it's Parsave. It is what but it is. I was like, wow, they left that in. Um, maybe they shouldn't have done that because it kind of like all these things happen all the time on the course during these tournaments with all the players happens in ball golf happens in every sport and unfortunately nico is that guy Mm -hmm. and i feel like every time that happens with nico he's like the cameras are always running and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have had that. But I just but felt- I thought Terry did a, a decent job yeah. considering he was commentating alone. I wish But he that's would- the thing too. One yeah. more point about yeah. Terry is that he has those those Terry like zinger like the inflections that he uses is like, yeah, I'm Terry Miller. You yeah. know, like I kind of want that. I kind of I kind of want that. Like no. it's I something it- that I kind of laugh at, but it's just that's the thing that makes Terry Terry. Yeah. When you know I feel I mean? like Terry Miller 
knows that he's OG and just thinks that I'm the guy and you're listening to me and it doesn't matter what I say because I'm the coolest and I'm the only one you're listening to. That drives me crazy. Bring somebody else in that has some insight into the game today and not Terry Miller's game 15 years ago Mm. or be quiet some time and just watch the shot and don't comment on somebody missing a belt loop with their belt or like gather your thoughts and say something that means something to the game. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm all I can hear in my head is fired up and (laughs) and beef. beef, (laughs) So the more I watched it and it's 27 grilled. Can we go into beef? Because here's my beef and here's here's another point that I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very unpopular opinion. He's got beef. Let's do it. Beef. Uh, beef. What up? Here we go. I am a little bit older than a lot of the kids that are watching this stuff, and I don't need it to be next day. Right. I don't need it to be cut to 28 minutes exactly because I'm going to lose right. you know, my attention span. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I'm I sorry. What pref- were we talking about? Right. Hey, I would prefer that all of these media companies, A, self-care. Jesus, guys, you just, I, okay, so my opinion is because I have done this with Joe Mess at USDGC. Just yes. dropping bombs We're going to talk again, about me being names. on the yeah, team right. at USDGC. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. It was the hardest I have worked. In your Top time three, working, like, in, in, as um, in, your in life. my life. Oh, wow. The hardest I have, I mean, it was the, the system those guys have set up to make that happen was nuts. And I got there as like, okay, I've got like a couple of years of experience with a camera doing some artsy fartsy videos on my iMac in 2002, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's my experience. They like me. I know Ryan Nick. Ryan Nick knows what he's talking about. So now all of a sudden I'm going out to South Carolina and I'm on the Joe Mess crew. And I get there and it's like, oh shit, no I'm idea. in way over my head, right? Yeah. And they put me into a position where I'm doing something they had never done before. So I feel the weight has doubled on my shoulders because I'm like, I need to make this as cool as possible. Yeah. I ended up getting anywhere from like 20 to 25 hours of just like audio. I was going out there with a parabolic mic. Ooh, good. I remember you. that Whoa. word. Great. Parabolic yeah. mic. Uh, parabolic. But it was mounted to a camera. So I was also getting uh, footage. Uh, it broke my heart, and Jonathan, I'm so sorry, and it's okay. We'll we'll maybe work together in the future. They barely used any of it, and I was getting a lot of really cool behind-the-scenes audio stuff, banter at the tee box between players. I know there was a, a and that's really the kind good of stuff like five-minute Greg Barsby mm-hmm. rant that never saw the light of day, and that info was just, you know, that content was on those SD cards and probably just got wiped, but that is kind of my beef is uh, a, a couple of things. One, I don't need it next day. Two, I don't need it to be crunched down into a 22-minute video because I love this shit. And even if it takes me three weeks to watch it, when you show me the fly-through, you know, speaking of fly-throughs, you got the drone, we're, yep. you know, something we're talking about. Yep. I don't think that they spend enough time talking about the true difficulty of these holes hmm. because the camera, I think in disc golf, does the opposite of what people think it does to their bodies. It takes 10 pounds off of the disc golf hole. And you don't really truly understand how difficult right. these holes are. I know exactly are what you mean. Yeah, until you can't you're really standing tell. there yeah. and you that's not conveyed well. Yeah, on the a camera. camera does not do that justice. Ever. So I really would love to see these guys. And you know, you're seeing it little by little every year. Everybody's kind of like yeah. turning the notch a little bit and doing some creative stuff. But what I'd really like to see is not just a flat it's like, okay, so everybody's doing 
drone fly-throughs now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so we got that. Let's add a little bit of spice to that. Yeah. Let's yep. use some graphics during that fly-through and take a couple minutes on each hole mm-hmm. because I want to know how far away that tree is from the tee box so that I understand the difficulty of yeah. when Nico is bending a flex forehand shot or backhand shot, why that's insane. Right. And yeah. we we aren't really yeah. seeing a lot of that in our in our yeah. dis, our disc golf coverage. You know, I I just watched a couple of days ago the challenge at Goat Hill. Uh, Central Coast did that one. That was just last weekend. And uh, Philo was doing commentary with Ian, and they did a lot of that. They didn't yeah. do like the graphics on the holes, yeah. But they really seemed to take more of their time, right? And Philo was like, okay, this is why, and this is the weird OB, and like it was more overhead yeah. than just straight through, right. like as you were walking, and it made a little bit more sense. But I do agree yeah. with you, like nobody spends enough time, and they look like generic. Disc they golf just holes. look yeah. wide open. Yeah. And here's the right. thing too: is that those guys are getting there a week beforehand and they're doing those you know jonathan's going out and getting those those fly-throughs before sometimes the course is even set up right so you're not really even seeing the same you know you'll notice you'll see the drone fly through and obviously they don't have the drone flying because of pdga sanction you can't have it right uh at the time of it happening so of course they have to do what they do but you don't see the difficulty and that's where they could take the time before the tournament to give me some more graphics because those white painted lines that you can't see and the white flags, if they have them or the walls mm-hmm. right. aren't there. And I'd really love to see some some diagnostics. And it's because I'm a disc golf hole nerd, because I'm a designer. I love that stuff. Yeah, I want to get more up close and personal with disc golf holes. I want to know why Paul Macbeth sure. is so good on this hole. Mm-hmm. Well, I got beef. W- what is your collective opinion about live disc golf versus the produced next day? Zero content? interest in it live. I, yeah, I, I agree same. with Sean that yeah, uh, next day, I would rather wait three days. I would wait a week to have a polished gem mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. contains the things that I want to see. I know that it, it represents our sport to the best of everyone's ability. Yeah. Knowing that yeah. they get it out in, in 24 hours is amazing. It's impressive. Yeah, very. And I'm grateful to have it. Mm-hmm. In terms of elevating the standards and really growing the sport and being taken seriously by sponsors and by all those things would be so much better if you made everybody wait and you just made sure that what you put out was a diamond. I did watch live coverage today at the Dynamic Discs Open, and it was the first time that it actually felt like a live production on like ESPN or quality coverage. Because up until this year, they would cover a card. And when the card's walking up after their drive, they would cut to something that nobody cares about. Or they would cut to Nate and Valerie Doss, who are just kind of vamping on talking until they start playing disc golf again. And like right. they were really struggling with that as, as good as Nate and Valerie are. Yeah. They're both and they're sweet world champions. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so not something you can be mad at, but you're no. watching it and you're like, uh. yeah, today watching it, there was a feature card and they were showing that. And as soon as the feature card teed off, they would cut to a different card or they would cut to something else or, or they would cut to some really cool graphics about like some stats from UDisc live and things like that, just like ball golf would. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about, about the like technical standards that they have to meet. And they were meeting them, I think, for the most part. And it did feel more like live coverage was a, a value. But mm-hmm. normally, I don't give a shit about live coverage. No. I've like, said this to so many people. It's every year. There's there's so much focus on live. We are an active sport. When these rounds are happening on the weekend, yeah. everyone that would be watching them yeah, is playing. disc golfing. Right. Yeah. 
You're right. Yeah. So it makes no sense to put those, that many eggs in that basket to me. I don't yeah. know why it's continued to even be yeah. a thought. It makes me think how smart we are. I mean, sorry to toot our own horn, but or your own horn. It's really Ryan's horn. Don't toot. I want to blow horns. Ryan's horn. Yeah, please. <laughs> I wish I could do a clown oh, oh, horn. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I love that it takes a week before our episodes see the light of day because in that time you have worked out every kink. There's nothing that comes out that people could go like, oh man, they really dropped the ball there. Or, you know, yeah. like you take your time, it comes out well mm-hmm. and it makes all the difference in the world. Like, I agree. Yeah, it, it is really, it is. I've been having this conversation for years in the shop. I would rather see a polished gem three or four days later and go, yeah. all right, I got my coffee. I got my time yeah. right now. I'm going to wash this whole thing from start to finish. And it's going to be awesome. I was watching the Disc Golf Network today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been flying a drone now. I've I've got like, I don't know, two months of experience doing it. And I've done it. For, so you're an expert. I've done it like, I don't know, for a combined total of a couple hours because yeah. it's not it's never long. And while we were watching the Disc Golf Network in bed, uh, Liz and I were trying to nap, but really... TV I didn't think that's where you were going. Yeah. But I was like, damn, is he really going to do, do this? We're no, doing this right no, now? No, no, damn, no, no. okay. It was gone, but we weren't watching. You know what I mean? Nothing gets her worked up more than disc golf. Um, (laughs) No, really, what I'm trying to say is she commented on the drone fly through of the hole. She was like, oh, that's really shaky or like it's like choppy or she said something like that. And she was like, I think you could fly better than that. I don't know that she's right, but the fact that she thought that and I'm so amateur and she's not a disc golfer like that impression should never be given to to somebody who's. Yeah, I yeah. her perspective you know? is the reality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Her opinion it's matters. Important yeah. exactly. It's important yeah. that yes. she thinks that because hopefully uh, those guys are doing their homework and really going to their their cousins and going, hey, can you watch this before we put it out? They yes. don't have time to do that because it's going directly onto the exactly. internet. They're, they're good at rushing it, but they're still rushing it. Yeah. yeah, it's still rushed. What's yeah. the benefit of getting getting it out right away? What what do what do you gain from that? I think that is it because they're have, all racing for the views. They want to be the first one to get it out. It's like the relevant race, you know. Like I do know that nobody wants the tournament spoiled. I I spoil it. If I want to know who won the tournament, I'm going to look. But that's not going to change whether or not I'm going to watch the awesome coverage. Sure. Because I still want to see Philo's albatross. Yeah. Yeah. But that debate, I'm still going to watch. There's that debate every time there's a tournament. Three days after the tournament's over, there's always that, oh, well, I can't believe so-and-so posted up and let everybody know who the winner was. I haven't watched Stupid. all the coverage yet. I'm not watching no, no, the no, no, coverage no. to find out who won. I'm watching it because I enjoy this content. Right. People who, who bootleg movies, people who go into the theater and they record a shitty version of it on a right. camera, right. there are people who get excited and say, Dude, I got the new whatever. I will right? never a watch any of that. No, and it's there. It's a certain kind of person, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Would are you really enjoying that? Like, extremely watered down, like shitty version of of what is a probably you know could be a yeah. masterpiece if you waited and, and watched right. it the way it was meant to be watched. Like, yeah. for mm-hmm. some people, they'd rather just see it first and be able to say, "I saw it." Kind of, it, kind of, it just makes me think of this. It's like, like Brooks said. The world has just gotten into a big old hurry for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. The content won't be any less good if it's them well rested, firing on all cylinders Mm -hmm. with graphics, more stories. There's not enough time spent talking about the statistics. It's so quick before I can even wrap my brain around it. And I'm a disc golfer that's submerged in disc golf. Yeah. 
I still have to go, wait, pa- go back and pause it. What was that? Yeah. Because it happened yeah. so quick. And I'm like, why are we going into the next segment yeah. and not talking about what that number means? Right. Yeah. Well, let me give you this perspective. I also sent you guys a link to Ryan Nick Productions. Yep. And the coverage he did at Clash. Yeah. At mm-hmm. the Canyons a couple of years ago. It's not 100% as polished, but it's close. Yeah. Like the coverage is great. The video quality is great. The graphics. And I filmed it. Yeah. It's right there. It was very close and it was more than what we needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he didn't do it next day. Right. He's also not, he's not a team of people. It's right. And that's fine. We didn't need it that next day, but it came out and it was almost that. So let's say that he was 95% of Jomez quality, you Mm -hmm. know, taking a couple extra days. What would happen if Jomez took those couple extra days? Where would they be? Right. Right. Sure. Sure. So the, the the point that like, I was actually trying to get to before And what they're doing is already is, got them with a, in a relationship with CBS Sports. Correct. So imagine, yeah. like you said, if they had that extra time, CBS Sports would have came knocking two years ago. Exactly. Right. Not four or five years into the Jomez program. Do you think there's any amount of like, we got to get it out the next day because if we don't, Central Coast is going to get it out the next day. Or no, because Terry usually, they're never filming the, the same thing. No, so it wouldn't matter. Each one of them is. Um, yeah. Because they're smart about it. Those See, guys work together. I, th- I thought maybe I, they were rushing because yeah. they had to make sure. I they, think that that's a thing that, that people, maybe they don't pay attention, think that there's some kind of like a media war. And I don't think that's the case at all. No, Those guys so all work really well together and help each other out it's pretty cool cool i I definitely suggest to any listener we have discussed amongst the unstable discourse crew that we will be going to ledgestone possibly being there and experiencing it and seeing it happen in real time uh i think it's something that every disc golfer should want to see it's Mm -hmm. very cool to see happen Mm -hmm. it's a little mundane i'll be honest but it's still very cool to see happen. I mean, the way that that all goes down and definitely go to large tournaments and see media coverage happen. Yeah. I have a feeling that we're kind of we're coming around that bend where we are going to start to see more content and storytelling. Yeah. That's what I was getting at before is what's well, missing. And I think is that's that, what the Disc Golf Network is doing. Yeah. Purely from a lack of good coverage this year, because there has been none. They're kind of coming through with some of the like behind the scenes stuff right. and like the storytelling and all of that. And I think that needs to continue because yeah, sure. how much co- like video coverage can you find on Rory McIlroy that, you know, the pro mm-hmm. uh, ball golfer? I-, I could probably find hundreds of hours of YouTube videos on like not him playing golf, but like his background story. We need that on all yes. of the. You know, yes. all of these disc golfers yeah. and the courses and the course designers and the yeah. tournament directors yeah. and all of that. We're no, doing, jo- uh, we're, we're the Jomez crew, yeah. did, crew did that with Paige Pierce. Yeah. In the off season. Yeah, they're doing the Jomez to stuff too, which right. is cool. Yeah. So it was very cool. But right when I was starting to feel captured, it ended. And I yeah. was like, why are you done? Yeah. Mm. yeah. You, it seemed like what, what they had captured. And, you know, it's it's all circumstantial. Maybe they didn't have the time. I'm not bagging on what they did, but sure. I want to be brought into an hour and a half of that, not seven minutes. Yeah. I want Kevin Jones to stand up on the tee, and I want to be rooting for him deep down in my soul because yes. I watched his bringing up and see how much he's yes. worked to get where he is. Yes. I don't just want to see It's almost more guys important than the golf. play. It's almost more important than the actual watching right. him play. Yeah. Giving me a reason to care about this person and like root for them. When I watch, uh, there's certain things that I watch and I like will like make my predictions on who's going to win or who I want to win. Like I'm thinking of boxing matches or like some motorsport things. And like, if you just give me a story about like a kid who came from like, it's over. 
He, yeah. he, he came from a rough neighborhood. Yeah, tell stories. He worked man. his way up, and like this is his one chance to like make it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care what anyone else is doing. That's the dude. Like I just I'm yeah. invested in that. Teams person don't now. even matter at right. that exactly. point. Exactly. Like, right. That dude. Yeah. And that's yes. that's what I need. Yeah. Again, we don't need next day. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. I but, when it comes out next day, I still because of my schedule. Yeah. Don't get to it for another 48 right. hours. Yeah. Until like. And it's, I've never been disappointed when I already know who won. Right. Ever. Yeah. Because I still want to watch that content. Yeah. I want to pose another question to you guys. Um, the quality of the commentating, that's what I want to talk about, basically. And, and mm-hmm. the, my question is, would you rather listen to somebody with like a background in broadcasting who has the right energy, who has like the right cadence and the right this the sort of things that are really important to keep you engaged? Mm-hmm. Would you rather listen to somebody who has all those things, but maybe isn't an actual like super competitive like pro would you rather listen to like an amateur who has that sort of broadcasting skill or a paul Macbeth who's who knows more than yeah. anybody else but is shit to listen to here's my issue with listening to players talk about rounds is that sometimes it's the commentators are actually the players that are in the coverage that we're yeah. watching. And yeah. I think that's super weird. Yeah. I don't want to hear them talk about their round. That's what I just watched and I and, hated it. <laughs> and I love Big Sexy and I've met those dudes and hung out. They're super cool. Yeah. Uh, they spend too much time talking about their own rounds. I don't mind it. I don't know I, why. I don't want to hear should. that I opinion. Should care, but there's, I don't care. there's a weird opinion. You have an opportunity to teach and, and educate and talk about the tournament and how it got to be what it is. And the guy, so much more storytelling opportunity. So a lot on, of it you're, is you're, you're a lot of it spent more... talking about like, oh yeah, I played that hole, and then I hit that tree too. And I see what I, don't I see hear what you mean. That perspective, it's a weird perspective. I think the content is uh, critically important. Like yeah. the, what they're talking about is critically yeah. important. Yeah. What I'm, what I want us to cover a little bit is the delivery. Because yeah. I think it makes all the difference in the world when you're listening to a golf commentator, a boxing commentator, whatever, right. the yeah. people who are at the top of their field, what they give you is real ear candy. Like, it's yeah. just nice to listen well, the, to. The good thing about that is not only do they have the voice and they have the cadence and they have everything that they need, but they have years of knowledge yeah. right. in the sport. And that's something that you just don't get with this sport because it's right. newer and it's, right. it's, it's... Commentating on videos is only... Five, six, exactly. seven yeah. years old. So that's why I, I like, I would rather the, the Ian from Central Coast Disc Golf, who is not a commentator. He's been doing it for long enough that he can do it now, but he's a, just a bro playing disc golf and loves to do it. And you can hear that in his voice. I would rather that excitement versus the Paul Macbeth, who knows more than anybody about the game and winning and all of that and the technical skill that it takes and all that stuff. Cause he's just not that interesting to me. I'm just thinking about like the NFL is the only thing I can really compare. Cause that's the only thing I watch the sort of like the guys who are doing the commentating. They're always like old coaches or old players, mm-hmm. but it's not just, you know, a player who was good. Like they've gone through some broadcasting training. Mm-hmm. They're polished. Like yeah. you listen to that and you think this Troy is the Aiken. pinnacle. This yeah. is the pinnacle of the sport. And so as a player, somebody who likes to play football, watching it and hearing these guys talk about it, mm. you have something to aspire to. You're like when you're when it's like it's just a dude doing the commentary without any sort of professionalism. I mean, there's there's some I don't mean to say there's yeah. none, but there's not that pinnacle. What I really want for this sport is it's only the best of the best. And so like when people see it, they think this is serious and to to right. to compete in this sport 
means something. I just it's I, not just another dude who plays the game. Like yeah, I, it's fine because it's like all we have right now, and it's yeah. Way I, don't, better I was than just gonna we, say I don't think we have the best of the best yet. It's just not. Yeah. Well, right. it's, it's cool to see it happening though yeah, like it's right. very cool to watch that's it i'm so excited for that right? I, I would much rather that's what I wait for every season i wait to see what did they learn from last season that they didn't do yeah. that they finally were like hey this year we're gonna start f-ing with this yeah right clown horn what my takeaway from watching that stuff was is if i asked 100 disc golfers what they want mm-hmm. for the sport it would be grow the sport I, I think if I asked 100, I think 90 of them would say for the sport to grow, right? Mm-hmm. If you asked 100 ball golfers, baseball players, football players, that would not be the response. Their sport yeah. is grown. Right. So that's the different perspective. Sure. Every time media exists about the sport of disc golf, if it's shaky cam coverage, if it's uh, like bad commentating, yeah. if it's edited poorly, that's a chink in the armor of growing the sport. Completely agreed. Mm-hmm. And, 100% agreed. And yeah. if, you, if you don't start putting standards in place... Mm-hmm. Slow, you're impeding progress. You're impeding the progress. You're never going to get past a certain point right. because the people outside of the sport right. are going to watch that video and be like, yeah, but it wasn't even that good to watch because the camera was a little mm-hmm. shaky and I couldn't stop thinking about that. And then yep. now they're not interested in disc golf anymore. Sure. Because of that video. Right. It didn't grow the sport. Yeah. So yeah. like that's where that those standards need to be in place. And that's why, like I made the comparison to the one. No more. pressure, guys. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's on us. We're providing disc golf media. Yeah. It's on the people that have these YouTube channels that are providing disc golf media to make sure everything is an ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it, before it hits the internet, you've discussed it with more than one person. Yeah. I feel it's very bizarre for one person to cradle to grave the coverage. That's weird. I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily happening to that extent because that sounds a little harsh. I know exactly what you mean. Um, they need to run it by not just other disc golfers, like run it <clears> by <throat> a professional broadcaster and make sure that during the discussion, you're remembering that you're potentially talking to somebody who's never disc golfed right. because you're trying to grow the sport. Yeah. So and like, that has never happened. Does it have to constantly use right. this terminology that right. I, I personally am learning via listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't know, I don't, if it weren't for this, I wouldn't know what a Heiser and an Anheuser and all these terms are. Right. Why not occasionally just throw the explanations out? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because where they the can go to like, at that point. If they take the time, they could do like, hey, a cool little like, you know, action cut to like, or just this even is a what graphic. we're talking about, guys. When we throw an Anheuser and then it cuts to Nate Sexton going, hey, guys, this is what an Anheuser is. It's one I put. Yeah, I'm a right handed player. Oh, my God. That would mean all the and world. And then to cut me. right back to it. And yeah. then cut right back to it. It would be so cool. Yeah. That would mean a lot to somebody that doesn't right. disc golf. That's and like, right. now I'm in it. Yeah. Right. And now it, I'm understanding. Right. Cutting it and throwing it out next day, they don't have time to do that. <clears throat> right. That's unfortunate. There's no time then, for that. Right. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's, it's a hindrance. Yeah. In my opinion, to I grow agree. the sport, like you're saying, I think that's a, an amazing point. That's such a cool perspective to hear from you. It's a it's a hindrance to the yeah. growth. Yeah, I, I really think that it is because you could have given two shits about those videos and you're on a disc golf podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Whoever's ears this gets into, I, 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 I hope that at some point these guys start to consider the things that we're talking about because that's when we're going to see real change and where yep. that media is going to matter more. Sorry, yeah. Terry Miller. 
I do love you. We yeah. love them all. Let, we yeah, love them all. Let's reiterate that. Like yeah. the, the progress that, 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 that's up. been made in disc golf media is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And the, the work that these guys put in right. is unbelievable. Right. Yeah. And the fact that we have not just the quality, but we have all these options. Like, yeah, it, all of it deserves the, the highest regard. Yeah. Uh, but if we're all coming from a place of let's grow the sport and we care about this and we're all passionate about it. The standards don't change unless somebody elevates things. Like we were saying at the beginning, Jomez elevated things. Now everybody else has got to yeah. be up on that level right. or it's nothing. Yeah. So we need another person to come in. And I think like Jason was saying, I want to hear, I want to, I don't want to see a shaky camera. Like yeah. that's, that's, that should not be yeah. that the next stage is that is not going to be a thing. The next stage is the broadcasters are, smooth and crisp and um they they, yeah. they don't leave you sitting there going like man this guy just sounds like yeah. some dude there Yo. has to be a hybrid of how live coverage feels mm-hmm. and how post production is cut yeah there I, has I think, to be a I, hybrid of that i think they've really dialed it in really well with the footage they get i think the the camera stuff is there's not a ton of room for improvement on that stuff there there is some you brought up earlier and i think uh, the over, more overhead stuff so you can kind of yeah. see the challenge of the whole more mm-hmm. yeah uh i think post is where the the improvements need to come from sure yeah well actually i take that back because like i said the, the drone coverage stuff is it's great they can do it but the fact that me as a brand new drone pilot sees it and goes like Ugh, that shouldn't that the next stage can't have that i, I don't think we did as much sort of comparing between the companies as we thought we would originally. And that's no, fine. I think, I think what came plenty. out of this was much more important, to be honest. I agree. What they're, what they're all doing is amazing. So yeah. who, who cares too much? Like what's this one doing? What's that one doing? Yeah. We're talking about the big picture. And yeah. I think that's much more important. Couldn't agree more. It's, it's going to be yeah. exciting to you see yeah. because now for the first time we're having an unconventional format with a big production company, CBS sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. And it won't come out until August. Hopefully that coverage that we finally see yeah. in six weeks yeah. is the stuff we're talking about because yeah. maybe somebody at CBS Sports was like, hey, That's guys, it. watch your videos and here are a couple of points. Yeah. One, yes. why are you in such a hurry? Two, there is no storytelling. It's irrelevant to anybody that doesn't know what's happening. Oh so God. that's what we're going to build. Watch and it's going yeah. to so be very watch cool the Masters. You're getting me very excited yeah, now. I'm really that's excited. Exciting. I'm, I'm hoping watch the that Masters happens. ball golf tournament every 20 minutes they're cut into some crazy some flashback or a story from one of yeah. the golfers and like yeah. it just sucks you in but my question is when the cbs sports stuff comes out in august is jomez going to continually edit and send it to cbs for approval or is cbs going to be like give it here yeah we don't know that's the agreement Those are the details that we don't know right. anything give about. us the footage mm-hmm. And we're going to put this out right. and then you're going to see what it's like. Yeah. I wonder, I, I, my guess is that Jomez is going to edit it. It's their footage, right. but I Those really want to they're, they're, they're hard. They don't mess around. Let me no, just say that. Absolutely not. Jonathan Gomez. I have the utmost respect yeah. for that guy because he is a hustler yeah. and he doesn't take shit from anybody. No. So it's, it's funny to hear you describe him that way because yeah. I mean I believe it. Yeah. But whenever I see him on camera, he's like the he most seems the, the, the most guy. friendly yeah. and laid back and chill. Yes. Uh, I mean I get I still get yeah. the like the ambition and the drive. Like I I yeah. know that it's there. But to hear you describe him as a a guy who doesn't take shit, I'm like he just seems like the biggest yeah. sweetheart. But yeah. that's why he's good at it because he yeah. can put that face on. But behind closed doors, 
He didn't take shit. Yeah. And when I finally had that private conversation with him about what it was that we talked about, which we don't need to discuss, I was like, oh, damn. All right, G. I see you. Utmost respect. Well, so yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see what that... Yeah. I wish there was more transparency about that. Mm-hmm. I love that it's happening, but like, there's storytelling within the storytelling. Right. Absolutely. Why, uh, hopefully, somebody is filming Jomez dealing with CBS because I want to see that too. Because yeah. I give that many f**ks about it. You know, yeah. that turns into uh, Tiger clown horn. King. No, that turns into... Well, I said clown horn because I said f- Yeah. I just did a clown horn. Oh, why did you say clown horn? Because when I say f- you do clown horn. Oh, you did it again. Right. Uh, Can you put the clown horn over you saying clown horn? Oh, absolutely. I want to yeah. see how that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> clown horn. Clown Sorry, horn. I interrupted. You said something. No, what did you say? Uh, that's how Tiger King started because they were filming a documentary. Yeah. There was and a then they were filming about a documentary about the documentary. Yeah. You know, that's how all of this coverage started. And look at how started. enthralled people were with that. Yeah. Myself included. Oh, watched I watched every all episode. Of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hook, line, and sinker. There is so much more to what is happening in our sport that you do not see. Yeah. There that's why we started this, dude. Right now. It's is like that a, not why we started this? We're not yeah. really talking Absolutely, about pros. Man. We're not really talking 100%. about playing too yeah. much. I mean, we do, right. but we started the very first thing we thought was. People need to understand how a tournament yeah. gets put on. Yeah. People need to understand what yeah. does it take to sure. get a sponsor. Yeah. And All now I need to understand yeah. how the hell CBS is going to get that coverage and what it's going to look like. Right. Yeah. I, I want to know the I process. I want to know about that process yeah. more than I care about what Paul takes on hole 16. Correct. It's, we're, we're probably, it doesn't matter to me what he takes. His score is his score, and right. it's not going to change whether or not I think he's in a, the best player to play the game. I want to know all the inner workings and the details of what's happening. In our We're sport. probably yeah. in the minority in the disc golf community in, ter- in terms of like how much we would be in- excited by that content, but we're not the only ones like no. lots of people would love Absolutely. to follow yes. along with it. Yeah. Yes. That, that was, was an intense. That was great. I love that, was that conversation. Good. That was a great conversation. Uh, there was something special about that. The meat and potatoes of that, of yes. this episode compared yes. to anything else we've done as much as I loved it. It's time to switch gears. Let's go over to our mailbag. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Thank you. Jason Callahan, please take us into the mailbag. You betcha. I will take you into the Callahan bag. Callahan bag? Callahan bag. It doesn't have the same. No, no, no. Not the same. Yeah. It's not the, the jail same. bag? I don't, don't want to know about jail bag. either Ooh, the of jail. the Callahan's bags. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'll show you this bag. All right. Uh, so our first question uh, comes to us from Adam Harvey. Adam this, Havey. But uh, I did Adam use the, I used to call him Adam damn Harvey. It. When we were friends, uh, sorry, when we first met in college, I used to call him Adam Harvey Yeah, for no reason. It's okay. It's, I picked up the phone so I could see it closer. Yeah. And as I brought it up, I was like, nope, it's Havey. It's Havey. Adam Havey would like to know what's the strangest experience you've ever had with a roommate. I was living in an apartment in Pennsylvania just after I graduated. I never went back home. I just got an apartment. Um, it was actually a friend's apartment. I kind of moved in as they were moving out and just took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked out well. Uh, but after a while, needed a uh, a roommate, and there was somebody on campus that needed a, a room, and I'd known about the guy, uh, and so um, he was on the swim team with one of my friends or whatever, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> you know, I can live with anybody. I can get along. This kid ended up being, like, at the time, like, a big pothead and way into drugs, and it was still foreign to me as, like, a mm-hmm. college kid. You'd think by college, like, you'd be well well into that, but, like, I still had never seen You were a choir boy, though, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. And so he kept, to his, yeah, 
he kept to his room most of the time, but I had owned pretty much everything in the apartment, uh, including like all the kitchen utensils and all, all that. And oh God. I would come home and there would be like pasta that would, was burnt into the pans, mm. like black burnt into the pans and just wow. never cleaned. It got to the point where I would be like, dude, what is this? And he was like, Oh, I'll get it. And, and never did. And so I would eventually clean it all. And at one point I took all the pots and pans and put them in my room oh my God. and was like, get your own pots and pans. <laughs> I think I went home or went to visit. I just somebody. looked up the definition of passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's taking the pots and pans and hiding them in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. but I had told him. I had, mother- I had warned him. Uh, and so I took them and I was like, use your own, not using mine. I went home a couple hours away for something. And then I came back to the apartment and while I was gone, apparently I found out about this weeks afterwards, he had gotten my Dish Network password and guess what he rented? Bunch of porn. All of it. <laughs> All the porn that they had? 380 bucks worth of porn. Oh my God. Because I got my next bill and had to call the Dish Network lady me? and explain to her and she had to read back to me all of the titles of all the porn movies. So you didn't order butt draft. Right, exactly. So... Um, butt sex club? Butt, butt sex, sex club. club. Oh, you didn't order pump friction. Right. And so I was like, how is this possible? Because at first, plausible deniability, sure. maybe something weird happened. She was like, well, I've never heard this before, but maybe if the neighbor has the same remote that you do and like something weird. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable just hearing yeah. the story. And so finally, I was just like, dude, what did you do? And he was like, oh, I, I didn't do it. And it was t- obvious to both of us. And yeah. so I just kept a security deposit. All right, we're done. I didn't renew the lease because it was coming up. Yeah. And I didn't want to stay there with him because he was pretty much forced to stay there. Wow. So I was like, no, nah, we're, we're good. Find another hmm. place. The real terrible. question is, if you never hid the pots and pans, would he have ordered all of the porno? Guaranteed. Yeah. He was that kind of Maybe guy. Maybe it was like a retaliation. Well, I kept a security deposit. He was deposit. having a revenge jerk. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I kept the security deposit, which was almost exactly what he spent on porn. Yeah, so It was planned. Yeah, it was perfect. I have really a lot of weird stories, but I'm just going to quick in and out. Uh, I used to have uh, some roommates who are still dear friends to this day. Uh, I'll never forget, even as a young bachelor who was kind of a slob, the way I saw them changed when I... Uh, when they asked me if I wanted to have spaghetti burritos for dinner. Oh. It, it was just like a, you know, a tortilla with like pasta and red sauce in it. And then wrapped up. And I, I don't Sounds think there great. was meat or anything else. It was do, just. Do you know by chance, are these people fans of the Nickelodeon show iCarly? Because they make <laughs> spaghetti know. tacos on iCarly do all they? the time. Yeah, know. yeah. That's pretty good. Um, I don't think I ever, tr- I don't think I ever ate one of their spaghetti burritos. Yeah, that was always weird to me. Hmm. And then actually, uh, one of the same guys. He had a, a tradition where every so often he would excitedly tell us that it was bean feast day. And for that just meant for dinner, he was going to have like a whole like family sized can of baked beans for dinner. And uh, that was just the thing he's, he would do. Oh, cool. It's bean feast. Day. I want a bean okay. feast. <laughs> yeah. I want it now. Not like that weird, but yeah. like kind of yeah. quirky. That's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, freshman year at Eastern, uh, I just went with whatever random person that yeah, they assigned you right had to yeah right? yeah mm-hmm. and uh i still was, friends i looked him up on facebook 
uh, like a month ago, and he didn't look like someone that I would want to still know. Sure, so okay. I passed on the there on the fr- on what, the what did you request. see? What, did he have like a juggalo background? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're familiar, you know? <laughs> no, no, it's just like hey, that's you, my you're, cousin. You sound like a real juggaho he, right now. He started college pretty dorky, and this is coming from a guy who was pretty. I was pretty dorky, and I was no, leaps and bounds shocker. above this dude. And so what I saw. On his profile, seemed like he went from dorky to douchey. Uh, but he went into college having uh, attended zero parties ever, not doing anything. He was just totally into school. And then he attended his first party and he brought home back to our dorm the red solo cup that he got. That he, you know, you uh, pay the five bucks to get your cup at the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Tacked it to his cork board. Everybody that entered our room for the rest of the year was told the story about how that was his first party cup and how important it was to him that he could like look at was it. Was your college roommate our uncle Ronnie? <laughs> no, no, no. Wow, and, uh, that's pretty out there. All right, this next question comes to us from Ryan Aquino. He has a fantastic question. Mm-hmm. He wants to know which Ninja Turtle are you? Before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. With his last name being Aquino, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that in Ninja Turtles 2, the new character that gets introduced is the pizza delivery man whose name is Kino. Is Kino! So, even though he says he he, you know, is, he doesn't get to wait, be a Ninja Turtle now because no. he's the pizza delivery guy. He right. is he's not Kino. the Kino. Kino, but he is a Kino. Kino. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyways. Yes. So it's rather, rather than... Yeah, yeah, we talked about... So I don't think we yeah. should just choose our favorite one. I think we should assign a Ninja Turtle to the four, each of, us. Like totally four of us and right. four Ninja Turtles. Totally right. Right. We've Clear, spoken. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll start. Go ahead. Uh, Ryan is April. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. April O'Neil. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. First April or second April? Second April was pretty disappointing. So yeah. I'll give you first April. Yes. I'll take it. Mm. Uh, no, I. Yeah. Jason is definitely Michelangelo. Okay. For sure. Yes. I'll accept that for yes. this group. Yeah. Yes. I'll accept that role. Yeah. You are. yeah. Definitely. Thank you. And then you're Donatello, right? I feel like I've, the I've got the technical you're stuff. Yeah. You're the yeah. tech guy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll that take means. That. He does so. machines. Yeah. I love the bow staff. Get a grip. I'm real good with the bow staff. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that means it's between you and me for Roth and uh, Leo. And I'd be happy with either. I would not like to be Raph. Yeah, I think Sean's Raph. Yeah. I, I, but I feel like I'm Raph. He's yeah. kind of like funny. the, the real. I'm a little edgy. Yeah. yeah. For no reason sometimes, man. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> and so Leonardo's got the katanas over here. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. I always, I mean, I was the oldest brother growing up, so that's what I always yeah. felt yeah. like. So Jason, you leader. would be Leonardo to all of your brothers. Correct. Uh, right. But right. for this group, Michelangelo. Yeah. I would still be Raph and Raph. the brothers. And I think that's interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Because for this group, I'm Mike and Sean's Raph. Were you ever a brothers. moody? Lower, like, were you a moody teen at all? Completely. I don't know, Jay. Was he? Was yeah. I a moody teen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, really? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just we just said our uh, characteristics that mirror the character, right? That happens within our brothers as well. Uh-huh. I'm the oldest, the leader, so I become Leonardo. Yeah. Sean's moody. He's Raphael. Yeah. Our brother Nick. He went through this phase in the twenties, in his twenties, where he was just like like a fist pumping bro that was out at the clubs every night. So, so he's, Leonardo, he's, he's Mikey. Yeah. yeah. And then Joe is our tech guy. Joe yeah, still, Donatello. Yeah, yeah. Donatello. and he mm-hmm. falls into the role of Donatello. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. To the point where I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, I think we're going to do it this year. We're actually going to get Ninja Turtle tattoos. The four <sighs> brothers are going to go Dude. and get them. 
I'm working on the different God, that's possibilities of what we're going to do. We've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah. I thought of, I'll, I'll run it past you guys, see what you think. I thought it would be cool if we each got their weapon, yeah. but the shadow was the color of yeah, their, their mask. Their mask. Yeah. Or like the tape wrapped around the end. Right. Yeah. Something yeah. like that could like be the, the color. Banner. So I could have yeah. like, damn, katanas. You, I want that tattoo. I want it too. Like with a blue so shadow behind, I will behind really it. Get, Wouldn't that be badass? I will get two yeah. size, cross yeah. size. Uh, with either red tape wrapped around, wrapped around or a red drop shadow. Yes, I would do that. Ugh. That would look sick. I'm much more That's the one jealous that than really excited. Like, yeah, I want It's that. awesome. It is awesome. And I, I want to be happy for you, but I'd rather it, just It like means that so day. much, yeah, like not to get too much into it, but like but, we grew up watching the show. The characteristics fit within our, you know, brotherhood. Yeah. It's like, just, would you get like so a big turtle levels. paw with like a little one inside of the turtle paw? <laughs> <laughs> only, only with me and my dad. <laughs> In the same spot. Right. In the same spot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I did see a picture of your dad with that tattoo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Online. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, didn't, I didn't really notice until recently, but his actually looks more like a bear, uh, bear paw print than oh, a lion. No, I didn't think so. It doesn't matter. Yeah, when, I, when, I, when he first showed me, I was like, dude, that's awesome. Why'd you get that bear claw tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, dude, what's that? What's, I don't that, get all the what's that all about? Yeah. Next question comes to us from somebody that I think uh, Alex is familiar with. This person, it's Liz Seminary. Hey, that's my girl, and she wants to know if the soft golf clap is a thing in disc golf as well. She asked me that while we were watching mm. uh, the, the the coverage. Yeah, right when mm-hmm. I started putting it on, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh no, it's Wait, not." It, when not, you started putting it on, like mm, putting it on, yeah. or started Let's putting on the coverage, put it on. Yeah, right. You know, it's funny with her sometimes she has a sense of humor and I can like make those kind of jokes about like our personal, you know, bedroom stuff. Relations. Even though I would never share any real details. Like even just the jokes sometimes she'll give me like five or 10% of patience, but mm. usually she shuts it down or I get the death stare. She just Ugh. is not on board with yeah. that kind of joke right. at all. We yeah. just get it together. So <laughs> we st- we started watching it and then she asked that before like the, the actual play started and yeah. I was like, no, baby. In no. disc golf, you're going to see fist pumping, yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's like It's way that more to the happy Gilmore side than it is the soft yes. golf clap. And yes. that's one of those weird quirks that I want to see more of than the, you know, than that's, the ball that's, golf side. It's that question that made me ask you guys, like, yeah. should we be trying to align no. more? And I think from a certain quality standard perspective, yes. Yeah. But from a cultural perspective, no. we still want to yeah. maintain it should be that this is cool. Specific areas that you want to be in that spot for like I have wanted to do at one of our tournaments where the bridge between three, four, and five and the rest of the part of the course yeah. where the bridge is a spot where you could like Spectate. you have earned there's a bouncer there that's letting people in and we have like coolers and it's just high five bridge. Dude, we're like you, everybody that's coming through. You got to be like the fucking pump yeah. guy. Like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Like, how yeah. dope would that it's be? Like the beer garden. Yeah. Right. There's not yeah. enough wrangling going on. It's yeah. so weird when we're watching coverage. We're jumping back in and we're getting off topic, but we're going to talk real quick. There's not enough wrangling of the people. They're just in the fairway. And yeah. then, like, yeah. so it's like, what? Like, that's not cultural. That's stupid. They shouldn't be there. Why are they there? Oh, there was one of those videos where somebody was like sitting on their cooler yeah. and the disc almost hit them. Hit them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation because as much as I like the vibe of the disc golf community, there is a lot of cushioning things that should not be yeah, allowed. We can't have it both right. ways. It's got yeah, to right. evolve. Good question. Thanks, baby. All right. Uh, next question comes to us from Patrick Marsh. Uh, he wants to know. How good is the shield and why? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the lead on this one. Sure, guys. sure, sure, sure. Uh, so <laughs> this is a great question, Patrick, but I'll be honest. I've never seen the shield. 
I know <laughs> that it stars Michael Chiklis. Chris. Uh, <laughs> but that's about the extent of yeah. all I have on this topic. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Shield. Final question of yeah. the night. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I believe this is directed towards Alex. Uh, Travis Roll would like to know if he can borrow five bucks. Travis, you uh, you know what? I'm going to get my phone out. I'm going to Venmo you $5 right now. Ooh. This guy. Actually, you've earned it. I know you asked kind of uh, in a funny way, but there was uh, a time where I gave Travis a lift to one of our league events or something like that. And he was super generous and gave me a couple discs, really quality. Like the one that I am in love with is a, a fairly older beat-in champion Roadrunner. And mm. I didn't have any un- understable plastic in my bag. So I fell in love with it and it's changed my game. So like now I have a couple other like high-speed understable things, but it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that Roadrunner. I love that disc. So uh, you're not borrowing $5. I'm giving it to you for opening my eyes up and and helping Aww. my game to evolve so i got you dog hell yeah it's adorable mm, truly is. i hope you're on venmo i'm about to find out <laughs> Travis. oh there he is oh you got it five dollars i got you dog that's what i'm putting in the in the little reason done cool well that is uh as you said a wrap on the mailbag wrapping it up and the that is a oh we need our question mm-hmm. our trivia portion of the night trivia portion of the night <laughs> The trivia portion of the night. <laughs> there we um, go. It is the trivia portion of the night, but we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to turn the trivia. trivia portion of the night. <laughs> Jason, tell us turn, what's We're going to turn the trivia a little bit. So uh, one of the things that has been requested from our audience is that we play around disc golf, record ourselves playing it, put it on Facebook Live. And yeah. we, lo- we love the idea. We want to yep. be... Uh, more engaging with you guys. So we are going to do that. We're, we're going do to do that. We are yes. And we're going to let you guys place bets on who you think is going to win. Right. Ooh. And all the money goes to me. Ryan. Yes. Ryan. We should do that as a fundraiser. Well, Dibs. that's what I figured. We would Dibs. find some oh, cause and then, okay. you know, people. A fan rate. That's yeah. Fan. Ooh, good one. That, that, that's happening, guys. Yeah. Just we'll work on it. The Keep fundraiser an eye out. should be. The, it should go to me, but if we have to fundraise for something important, yeah. that's also okay. We're going to turn trivia on its ear a little bit, and we're going to ask you, what else would you like us to do? What is it? Is it a segment? Is it something fun you want us to put on Facebook? Is it just something you want us to talk about in the next episode? Give us ideas. We'll pick the best one. You will win something for getting picked, and we'll do it. And then we'll yeah. do it. My suggestion is give us the goofiest, dumbest, funniest yes, thing. Please have fun because with it. That's what I'm going to pick. But please. if you yeah. want a serious yeah. segment too, I guess that's fine. I'm not going to pick that one. Yeah, but nothing gross. Yeah. If mm. if I was a fan, I'd be like a uh, spicy wing challenge or uh, something that I can watch you guys make a or the sushi themselves. challenge where we all have to eat sushi. No. Right. Including Alex Seminary. <laughs> no. Or do you guys eat sushi off of my naked body? I would do that. I would do that. Oh, I would really not like to do that. <laughs> you brought you it suggested. up. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Ryan and I could make out for 30 seconds, and then uh, you guys would just commentate on how sexy it is. Let's cut all this out. So that's a wrap on the trivia portion of the night. <laughs> yeah. The trivia portion of the night. Not the trivia portion of the night. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's a wrap on this episode. This was a long one. So if you're still here with us, that's what she said. Thank- <laughs> if you're still here with us, 
Thanks for staying uh, along That's for the whole ride. That's what she said. Yo. Let's see if we can get ride. one more before, before okay. this is over. That's, That's what she said. said. Damn. Well done. And there's all three. Yeah. That's Expert. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a blast. We'll catch you guys next time. Keep it tight. See ya. And don't let the bed bugs bite. Good night. Peace. Listen to Unstable Discourse on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or right from Buzzsprout.com. And if you have the time, leave us a rating and review. It helps the podcast get to more listeners. Unstable Discourse is a top secret studio production. Thank you.